Go on. Sorry. Yeah, we, we've got quite a bit to review here. Now, I, Dan, you're not yet in uh, Roll20, are you? Uh, just getting there. Okay. My Take your time. So I'm, I'm almost there. And we're just going to do a, we're going to fit this into a quick recap just so I can kind of gain my boundaries. Again, I, I will not bring it up one more time past this. Uh, I didn't have a great grasp of what was happening last time, and I apologize that that will not happen again. Um, but as soon as you come in, Andre, I would like you to roll me a survival check. I'm pulling up D&D Beyond, but I can roll it uh, analog if you want. Uh, you, well, yeah, whatever. Just, just to kind of keep going, and I'll fill you in on kind of what you know. Oh, Andre, Andre. And and just because you missed it as well, Dan, in your uh, in your character journal now, you should have a a actual token for Andre that is all set up. Okay, so on your natural one, great start, boys. You were get it out of the way. You were. Again, while you were carrying Crocs all the way back to Bryn Chander, time just ceased to have a meaning as you were, you know, one foot in front of the other, pulling, dragging, uh, using kind of what healing methods um, and and methods you had at your disposal just to keep him alive and to keep you from becoming overly exhausted on your journey. It was it was a very long trip. I mean, the, what you'd experienced before you even got to that that point was was near a death sentence. So for you to make it the rest of the way, you, you really didn't have a good grasp on on the time and the effort. Uh, you do know, despite that tragic role, that, that the trip you guys made out to this site to kind of look at this dead body where you discovered these tracks, um, you know that it was quicker. Okay. Um, it, it seemed a lot easier to you anyways. Um, you, you guys, you know, kind of timed it out that it only took it only took about ten out about nine hours to get out that way. Again, it's not like there's a sun in the sky that you guys are are following for the the time that you're spending out there. And when you're out in the cold in the wilderness, it's really hard to nail down exact time. But it, it was some time along there, as you could tell, as you kind of got to the site and you started. Yeah, you started to see, around the time you got there, the lights of a reel start to fill the sky with that that familiar, almost almost comforting on a clear night, is that kind of green and blue of a northern lights uh, that fills the sky, offering almost like when you go out in the snow when you're a kid and there's like that one lamppost that's still lit. And it kind of seems to, seems to kind of light up you know the entire snow-covered surroundings around you. You get you get so much more out of it than you do on a regular dark night because of the rebounding off of that snow and the way that the light works. So you guys made it out to this site. You discovered sled tracks um, that followed back the way towards Bryn Chander. Um, while you were there, you guys did meet a a group of dwarves. Uh, you met their leader, spoke to him, crank battle hammer. You guys had a conversation. Uh, again, you'll have to forgive me. Andre, during that conversation, I know it was directed mainly to you. Uh, did you find out 
did you find out much pertinent information about the the happenings at Kelvin's Cairn? Not a lot of details. Um, notes here. Yeah, I didn't get a lot of details at all. It was more a passing of pleasantries then. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Excellent. So here's where some slight changes in the storyline have to happen. It's no major change to the to the game itself, but just because of the timing, and I didn't have this map available to really show you guys the time. And again, my current state was not great. Um, and I'll I'll pick up new things on roll twenty every week. As you guys traveled, uh, decided to make the journey back to Bryn Shander, following these tracks. Um, Edric kind of assured you that the tracks were were good enough that he'd be able to follow them in the morning. So you make it back to Bryn Chander in the wee hours of the morning. Uh, you decide to kind of go back to the North Look Inn where you enter the inn and you kind of, it's empty, dark. You stumble up to your rooms and you agree to grab a few hours sleep before you head out in the morning. So there was this waylay where again, you traveled straight through yet last session where that would be a, a fool's bet, nearly impossible. So, as you arise in the morning, and again, uh, Matt is Matt is currently, he was going to join the session, although he does have trouble talking right now, um, but he had to run in, so he might join us in a little bit, but for right now, uh, there's still no sign of this kind of character you met the first time named Berth. Um, you guys get up in the morning uh, quite early, you only sleep for about, you know, four or five hours, 8 a.m., you get up, you have a quick breakfast. Um, Dan, at that time, would you have liked to talk to Crux again? No, because I stopped at his door and I left a feather. Yeah. Um, and then I avoided kind of having a conversation. Okay. I didn't knock or anything. I just left okay. something behind for him. No problem. Um, so at that point, you guys are, are up. Um, you, you kind of beat the main rush of people coming and going at the end at this point. Although there is some, uh, you know, some people going about their work day that are kind of getting a hot meal before heading out uh, into the cold. And you guys make your way kind of outside the, the gate of Bryn Shander. And just to kind of show you and me learn the ropes here. Uh, this is the map of Bryn Shander. Uh, most of it I've opened up on this map just to kind of, you know, you don't necessarily know where all these things are exactly. Um, and as you find them out, you know, we'll highlight them on the map. But I wanted this map to be open so that you could see it. You you leave back out the north gate. And Edric, true to his word, he leads you I hate the way the maps work in this. He leads you north uh, into the east as he picks up the trail of the sled. Now, Edric, if you could remind me, um, while you were kind of looking at the sled tracks, was there one set or two? The, there were, uh, the, it led up to two. We followed one for a long two, okay. time, and then there was a second one. Okay. So... We are going to kind of start this session. And do we have windy music playing? Yeah. 
Yeah. So we're going to start this session right at that set of tracks. Okay. Um, now, you have had a rest, Edric, but it was not a long rest. You will still have a level of exhaustion under your belt. Yep. I'm going to just make sure that's still on there. Yep. And then I'm going to get a group survival roll. I'm going to get a survival roll from everybody. Hey, Edric, how do you look right now? Do you look exhausted? Um, I definitely look like a little sleep deprived for sure. Okay. Um, but uh, I'm definitely trying to mask it. So, That'd You guys, well, most of you notice that he's not moving quite as spry or as quickly as he was. Oh, right. Of course, I'm going to have to do that again. Sorry. I but, forget about the disadvantage. Okay, 25. Uh, but he is he's still ahead of you guys and and you find yourself you find yourself noticing yourselves kind of seemingly picking the right spot in the snow picking the right path to walk as you kind of follow in his footsteps that you can see clearly clearly marked as you guys are kind of traveling one after another as Edric is is out front Uh, Edric you stop as you kind of notice these sled tracks, um, you pick up immediately that there is now two sets of tracks. There's been a convergent here. The one set of tracks has led into another set of tracks. Um, the first set of tracks you were following, um, you can see, you know, two very, very large feet, one footprint kind of trucking through the snow in large, in large sweeping steps. Um, you know, the, the weight alone of the footprint wedged into the hard packed snow is enough to kind of make you look up in the air as if you're kind of gauging the size of, of this beast that's, that's, you can tell just even by the weight on the back of the sled, the, 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 the sled tracks on the back of it being pushed in, that this giant creature is pushing the sled. And you see four other much smaller you would gauge to be about your size, smaller bipedal footprints. Um, you know, almost not walking with the sled, but out away from the sled, look to be, you know, kind of scouting maybe 10 to 15 feet away from the sled back into the sled. You notice the second set of sled tracks as you kind of kneel down and study them. They, uh, they're pulled by they're pulled by four large footprints eight large footprints total two what you would gauge to be large beasts are pulling this sled uh, you don't see any other tracks other than these very large clawed footprints in the snow this is only about a an hour, hour and a half. And as you're kind of studying this snow, you look up in the distance and you can see the clouds begin to thicken. As you're kind of pelted with the first bit of snowfall coming from the sky, you can gauge looking to the east and the way that this these sleds are, are traveling 
that you're heading into what looks to be some rough weather coming in. Okay, so I'll, I'll pass that information along to the, the guys. Um, whoever Whoever's more directly behind me, I'll kind of slow down and, and say, um, I don't know how long these uh, tracks go on for, but it looks like we might be in for some, uh, some, some dense snowfall. So I think we should hurry up because we might lose the tracks in the snow. That's brilliant, Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Edric, as you kind of turn away from the group, you know, you, you hold yourself together, but as you turn away, you can, you start to feel the cold enter your system in a way that you're unaccustomed to at home. You've heard stories of people succumbing to cold and you can feel this chill as if your clothing had holes in it. and the sweeping wind is now filling that space with this cold frigid air you're shaking not shaking uncontrollably but you're shivering much harder than you've ever been used to not wanting to let your group down or embarrass yourself you kind of pull your clothes over and you you start to lead out. At this point, what's our travel? What's our traveling looking like? Are you are you out, out in the lead, Edric? Are you leading? Is everybody just behind? Um, the group? Well, yeah, I'm cer- I'm certainly leading, and and whether or not, um, like, I'm I'm definitely not letting the slowest kind of bring us down. So I'm just trying to make it so that I'm navigating the terrain enough so that it's not too difficult for everybody. Or, or at least it, it is the most efficient for the group's capability. Okay. Yeah, and I, I saw myself at the back, or me okay. and the crowd at the back, just by nature, stumpy legs. Um, but I'll be keeping an eye on the tail. Okay. But, but uh, I'll be aiming to uh, do a medium, maybe even a faster pace, because we're not necessarily trying to be stealthy at this point anyway. <laughs> Yeah, kind of abandoning stealth as you as you look around, seeing, you know, nothing but this this endless white tundra. You're picking and choosing. It, it, you're almost working your way between these kind of large moguls as you're steering the group while following the the sled. You're you're not picking the most direct path necessarily, um, but you're picking the best path to lead your group through this this endless snow. You travel for about another hour as the snow begins to pick up. Not relentlessly, but you know what's coming. You look up and now the group can start to see these large black clouds forming overhead as the wind begins to pick up and the snow begins to fall. Even at 30 feet ahead, you guys can still see Edric, but the snow is almost starting to come down like like little shards of glass as you're, you know, fighting to cover your face and and cover your eyes uh, from being pelted with this these sharp shards of snow at this point Edric you notice that the the second set of tracks starts to veer off north not am I am I able to differentiate the the two sets of tracks easily 
okay. easily. The, the 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 two large quadpedal creatures that are pulling the sled start to veer off north, not drastically, but maybe about 15 degrees as they kind of start to separate. And as you travel, you know, you can see the you can see that that grouping get further and further apart as that sled um, starts to continually veer a bit to the north. The last kind of thing you see is it is it starts to 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 narrow back to the east, but it, it they're definitely separated now by a by a distance. Yeah. Uh, do you continue to travel so after the sled? Or after yeah, the, so just as a little refresh, um Where are the majority of the creatures? Where where are they heading? Traveling? Like those footprints we saw? Hmm. Was that asked to me or sorry? I guess yeah, to you, DM, uh, or if anyone remembers, um, in that in that fork. So we see those quadrupedals going yeah. kind of further to the north, and then are we seeing all those like? Uh, I guess my question is, what are the footprints we're seeing on the other trail? You just see these large clawed feet. Eight large clawed feet, okay. uh, pulling pulling this sled as it starts to head off north. As as everybody kind of accepts Sorn, who's just enjoying being in the middle of the group at this point. Uh, you guys are still, you know, you're able to look down and kind of see these sled tracks that you're following. You're able to see Edric's, you know, very light footprints in the snow um, as he's kind of waving you forward, directing you where to go. Okay, but there's none on the other track. Yeah, so just the the two large beasts are pulling a sled, and it kind of heads north to the east, whereas the ones that you are following, this large bipedal creature pushing a sled, is still just heading due east. Sweet. So you continue to travel as the wind picks up, as the cold yeah, so, sorry, sorry, go ahead. sorry to interrupt. Um, no, my original right. question was going to be um, when we, we had that um, conversation with the uh, the dwarf, the dwarves. Um, yes, uh, we were led to believe that these tracks held um, some iron that they yeah. were chasing. Thank so three hundred three hundred bars stamped, stamped and ready to deliver with the foaming mug. Iron ore of the clan right, battle, the and um, so uh, we. I, I'm just trying to gather my my conclusion on this. We we are believing that the the initial tracks that we found are said iron bars. Say whether whether or not they lead us to it or whatever. Correct. But um, these other the second uh, tracks are completely foreign. Like they're just out of nowhere. They come in and then they veer off. So whatever Perfect. conclusions we draw, we're still believing that the original tracks with the the bigger footprints and stuff like that are the tracks that we're initially That's following. Right. So yeah, aside, yeah. aside from curiosity, there's no reason to. No, no, you're not being you're not being fooled at all. If they had have transferred the 300 bars uh, of iron onto a different sled or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, you would have known by the weight. Sure. Uh, okay. By the by, the pressure of the tracks, uh, you believe what you're following is 
one hundred percent legitimate. Yeah. Okay. You also so, uh, would know I, I'm that. I'm just, I'm just trying to inform my decision of where I'm leading people. So, of or course, the group. of course, yeah. No, so I, I just want, I just want to make it clear that we're still following the same track. You're following the same track. Uh, you also, you noted when the two tracks converged, there was no sign of struggle or battle or anything like that. Um, Let's carry on. So, move this travel, Eddie. You continue. You continue traveling, and nearly into the the heart of this this storm, the clouds above you now are are dark, nearly black. The wind is howling through your ears. Every foot you start to make is a bit of a struggle as this cold chill. You can almost hear, it it almost sounds like a screaming on the wind as it just batters down on you. Every step, it's almost hard to get your leg up and over the snow, especially this is not the largest group. You're traveling through snow and now snow is beginning to stick and fall on the ground. Edric, you're still composing yourself well up front as this bitter chill has sunken deep into your bones. You travel and you push on and you follow these tracks. Your your rhythmic, your, your upbringing and where you came from is nearly the only thing keeping you focused on these tracks that, that you're looking at as you guys travel for another hour, hour and a half. Yeah, I, I would say that Edric's kind of performing a little bit of a a ritualistic kind of like to keep his mind kind of centered like a a marine or something like that in a cold bath um uh, just really focusing trying to distract himself from the actual uh pain and stuff like that and you, you look back periodically just to make sure that your group is still behind you and you can see in them that same just staring at the ground, staring at the footprint, staring at the sled track, and moving one foot, very zombie-like in front of the other, as you guys trudge along with the snow now starting to whirl around you, beat down on you, starting to stick to your clothing. The cold is bitter. And with that, I will get Edric to make another constitution save with disadvantage. Oh, the second one was so good. So, this cold begins to creep deeper into your bones. As you feel this, it, it's almost something surreal. It's almost numbing now. It almost is less cold than it was before, which you know is not a good sign as, as it almost goes numb. Your feet are numb. Your hands are numb. You have never been so cold. You're going to receive level two exhaustion. As you continue to, to push on, 
the group behind you continues to push on. Uh, the group is like naturally kind of started to, to catch up to you and close up to you. You guys are probably only about 10, 15 feet behind and you find yourself at that, you know, 15 feet. Uh, Andre, you know, you kind of look up, Thorn, you look up as you kind of just see this nearly invisible figure walking in front of you. If you couldn't see his footsteps on the ground, you almost wouldn't be able to see him moving. The snow is now falling quite harshly and starting to obscure your vision for anything past 20 feet. And then here's the here's the real moment. <laughs> the real moment. True moment of truth here. So we should be moving to another map. It should be black. Yeah, except for this small circle in the bottom right. Yeah, we're gonna delete that. Oh, hold on. oh god. Yeah, it's so black. Let's get rid of all this. Again, I will say this, there's a lot to do. Lots to do with these maps. It is uh we said there we go. Should be predominantly black. So you guys should be able now to grab your guys' character out of your journal. Yes, sweet. God damn it, that is not right. Yeah, so Soren's moving his character, Krug's moving his character. And then uh Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah give me Holy two fuck. I just gotta uh Hey, don't be moving fucking around. I, I'm going back to my spot. <laughs> Just give me two seconds here. Okay, I can't change it. Uh, Edric, can you double-click on your guy and bring up your dynamic lighting or no? I mean, I have dynamic lighting going. Yeah, no, I know, but I want you to change it. Can you shut your night vision off? Oh, uh, I don't think so. I don't have a lot of options. I can do name and then my stats, or those three values anyway. Oh, maybe on... Yeah, I token setting. I don't know if you have dynamic lighting at the top. No, I don't. You just have details? Okay. I just have general, yeah. Okay, so for right now, for purposes, I, I did change all of these, but it won't... It didn't stick for the map, and I'm not going to get into changing that. So, you guys have, di you guys have 60 feet night vision on. This is not a night vision situation. You guys are dealing with... Uh, very, very difficult to see. You can only see about 20 feet in front of you regardless of what the map reveals, all right? All right. Um, and then, so Epic's out in front, perfect, okay. So, Edric, you, you, you're kind of still on this set of tracks. And you can kind of continue to travel forward, I would assume. Mm 
Uh, you can physically move your. Yeah, I can't do the. Oh, there we go. Sorry. Okay. And as you kind of continue just numbingly walking forward with the group following, again, within that. Um, yeah, and you kind of continue to move forward. Um, I'm assuming now you can start to see, uh, you can see a rock in front of you. Yeah. So if we can only see 20 feet in front of us, we're going to be 20 feet next to Edric. Yeah, you'll all be kind of falling within that 20-foot range. Yeah, five blocks. So, yeah, I can see this rock. And uh, you kind of... You guys all... You almost see Edric... As Edric, you, you kind of hear... You hear this loud kind of grunting sound in the distance. You can hear a, you can hear a deep, booming voice in the distance. And in front of you, the uh, you, you can kind of make out this large, kind of rock construction. It looks to be like a rock with you know kind of that little snow cap. It's probably only about five feet tall. This rock and this giant boulder sticking out of the ground that kind of looks like it could offer you some cover. Okay, so I'm going to yeah get behind the rock, kind of keep poking, but I'm gonna instinctively my hand will just go up in the air. I keep doing it physically, yeah. like as if you guys can see it. <laughs> Did we also hear the roar? Uh, no. No, you did not. Edric was a bit ahead of you guys, and it was it was dim. It was almost this... You heard this booming... Something, like, very guttural. Uh, but, again, you just kind of... You caught something right on the... Right on the cusp. Oh, yeah. Hey, Corey. Mass brought up a good point in chat. Um, you're going to need to do up his animal companion token at some point. Oh, yeah. 100%. Sorry, Mass. Oh, I need That's a Greg right. token. Uh, Greg, sorry, explain to me where where what Greg is a raven and where raven. is he? And right now he's he's on Edric's shoulder. He's on Edric's shoulder. Right, because I can tell me it helps me keep track of where he is. Of course, the, of course. And where is uh, what's the vision on on Greg? Um, he does not seem to have any sort of additional dark vision or anything. Oh yeah, it's probably just regular vision. Um, with Fine Familiar, can you can you feel? I know I, I understand Fine Familiar quite well. I know that it's it's from the Fae, but does it does it feel the elements? I, it's a fiend, so I I mean, if a fiend would feel elements, you, you can feel you can feel this cold. Are, are you looking through? Uh, no, no because that would require me to not move. Right. But I communicate telepathically with him, so okay. kind of keep track of him. And and you can feel as he's on Edric's shoulder and he's just kind of slumped over. Um, not only is he cold, but you can feel his. It's not concern, but you can feel that the thing that's toting him isn't doing well. And with that, the last thing you kind of see is is this, you know, heavily clothed figure holding up his hand, um, kind of looking stalked in the distance. So as he, as a response to him holding up his hand, I will guidance him with touch to the, to the familiar. Yeah. Okay. So now you can, see, you can see and feel through the familiar? 
I, I can cast touch spells through the familiar. Oh, that's, that's such a good idea. Yeah, you can. So you can give him guidance. Nothing better than a fucking raven giving guidance. so <laughs> good for you. Good for I love I love a rules written guy. Out of out of my sword. Um so Edric, uh you kind of almost fall stumble into this rock as you kind of lay your back against it. And you can kind of now hear I'm not pushing this fucking cart one more foot. And as you're kind of struggling to, you know, like this this voice, this kind of booming voice that, that you can hear just, just barely. It's, it's faint, but you can hear it. And as you kind of strain to hear... you almost start to feel numb beyond belief, like not numb in your body, you're numb in your mind. As you feel yourself kind of start to waver, as you close your eyes. And as you close your eyes, you kind of lump against this rock. It doesn't look any different to the people behind you. But your last thought as you close your eyes is, I feel warmer. And you know that that's not good. And with that, you kind of, you fall unconscious. Jesus, okay. As you, as you fall unconscious, and you know what, I'll take a, I'll, I'll take a perception check from Actually, I'll take an investigation check from the three behind you, uh, just because you're already kind of looking at Edric for direction. All three of us? Yeah, I'll take all three of you for an investigation check. Can I use perception? No, no, you're already perceiving him. I'm looking to see if you're noticing anything, you know, if you're studying him or not. Uh, Soren, because you kind of are in tune with your with your raven, um, you feel Edric's body go limp. He's still in the same position as he was, but you, you can kind of gather that he's he's not he's not conscious. know that something's wrong and start to approach him yeah and I'll follow close as soon as I hear that <clears throat> yeah so you guys kind of follow close you're still you're still behind this and and as you guys kind of get closer you can kind of hear this you hear this booming voice but it, it sounds very faded like through this it's through this yelling wind and the snow that is battering you you're not even sure if it quite. You're not even sure quite what you're hearing. Did you hear this? Oh, damn it! I'm done. Fuck you, Karak. And you kind of hear this voice of Karak, and you kind of hear this. Eh, eh, this this 
high-pitched, squeaky noise. You can't make out any words from it. Um, and with that, uh, we're gonna jump. We're gonna jump back to Edric. Edric, as you fade out of this snowy white land, your 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 body's almost staring at this rock. And as the rock kind of comes closer into your into your vision almost starts to form these mountain peaks if you're now standing fast. And these mountain peaks that are forming with these snow caps, you know, snow caps tops, you start to realize that you recognize this 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 rock is now like become mountains in the distance. As if you've been completely pulling away from the rock. And you're looking at these snow capped mountains. And you find a you're almost cutting out for oh, no, you, you haven't cut out, but it sounds okay. like you're in the water a little bit. Okay, sorry, I'll see if I can get a little closer to the phone. You uh, let me know if I'm not being heard. As you kind of ethereally fade away from this rock, you notice these this rock turns into these snow-capped mountains in the distance that you you find familiarity with. You recognize this landscape as you kind of start to look around. And as you look around, you notice the cold. Not the cold you felt, but but a cold that you're familiar with, a smell that you know. And as you look to your left, you see this kind of castle resting within these gigantic mountains. And you are filled with this sense of dread as you kind of realize where you are. As you look up above this this kind of stone-built castle, you know, reaching up into the sky, you see the the night the night sky start to swirl as the sky itself kind of turns, and it, as it turns, it it almost takes on the form of this long, luxurious, velvety black hair. As out of the darkness, this hair kind of turns into a form of this again what you would know instantly you recognize Queen May who's kind of come out of this darkness and it, it's not her image isn't there completely it's it's wavering it's ethereal it's the whiteness of her dress is, is flowing into the snow into the wind as you hear this voice kind of echo very whispery but very strong have I chosen Wrongly, then. As no, no, no. No, no, no. Well, this appears to be failure, and failure is not something that I tolerate. You, uh, you, you haven't told me what I'm here to do yet. You have succumbed to the cold on the start of your adventure. How do you think that bodes? your loved ones, Edric. And with that, you kind of get these flashing visions of your loved ones, of your home burning and being desecrated, and your loved ones being mutilated before your eyes. Just these sharp, like, flashing visions as you kind of snap out of it. You're now shaking again. 
shaking in fear as your queen is slowly kind of coming closer to you. Her face seems like it's next to you, but a thousand miles away. Perhaps I chose poorly. No, I, I am just getting used to the new climate. I, I, I can handle it. No problem. Oh, you had better. You had better, Edric. I will not be here to help you anymore. I want results. And with that, you see this, this not clawed hand. Fuck, I hate to say it, but like a millennial's fucking long fingernails. You see this hand reach out, pure and white as ivory. And it grabs onto your your arm as it almost shrinks down to size from this this massive mountainous size as it shrinks down as it grabs your arm and you can feel this searing pain and it holds on to your arm you can smell you can smell the clothing burn and then you can smell your fur burn and then you can smell your flesh burning as this hand is gripping yours you're 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 in such pain you can't even scream out and as you guys are standing around him you can see him start to shake and, and murmur under his breath okay um Montre's gonna drop drop to his knees he's gonna throw his shield down for a quick second and uh dig through his pockets now Corey, um i'm like i'm proficient in medicine do you yeah. think it's a good bet that I'd have something like a smelling salt or something in, in my yeah. pockets? Okay. 100%. So I'm going to um, dig. First thing, I'm going to dig for that and uh, see if I can help Edric come to. Uh, so I'll bring it to his nose and I'll, I'll, I'll mutter under my breath, Wake, wake. Come on. Let's go. And as he's kind of struggling against it, and you see him almost, he's pulling his arm back. Nothing to see. You're cutting out, Corey. As you, Edric, as you begin to kind of pull back, as the mountains, Mae pulls back from you as her arm misses you. Your arm is searing, searing, as if you had held it over an open fire. As she fades back from you. You had better get me the results that I want. As she fades back into the mountain, and the mountain comes rushing forward towards you alarmingly fast, as if it's going to smash you into another time and place. And that mountain, as it comes forward, as you're kind of... You're hit with this weird, almost potent ammonia smell that, that drives this mountain right into your face as you kind of pull back and you're staring at this rock and your first thought is relief that you're out of this deity's presence this queen's presence and as you flash back you're immediately met with this searing pain in your own okay so as Edric comes too he's just like muttering yes queen of course yes yes and he's just like kind of like talking seemingly talking to the rock or whatever as he's coming to and then you notice this 
beyond searing pain. Uh, roll me, a, roll me a Constitution check. Okay, I, at disadvantage. No disadvantage. Can I offer some help help by by trying to wake him or? Uh, can I can I use my I'll use my guidance dice on this yeah, one? Yeah, you can use your guidance. It's a, it's a little weak for this, but yes. <laughs> Nine. Um, the with with that with that you you kind of notice the searing pain and you let out this this yelp. It's not loud, but it's piercing. And and you you kind of turn around and you put your back against this thing. And, and you, you know, immediately you... Yeah, like, I, as soon as I do it, I cover my mouth because I kind of, like, am, am reassessing the situation and I realized. Yeah. You yelp, you cover your mouth, you see three bodies huddled over you, and your arm is fearing on fire. It, you look down at it, it's still fully, fully clothed. There's nothing damaged. But under arm? your arm is searing. Left or right? Uh, left arm. Yeah, that's Are you awake, boy? Edric nods. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, <clears throat> I heard, I heard a noise. There's, there's some creature, or creatures, uh, nearby. Are you okay to go on, Edric? That was quite the scene. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I can, I can make it. I need um, to make it. You are, you're wincing, you're wincing in pain. Um, do you want to examine your arm? I think I have to. Kind of like, kind of like when women. I I let everybody know that I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I got this. And then, um, as we kind of like tried to reassess and explain everything prior to me passing out, um. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely do just like a, a physical like spot check just to make sure that I I can move my fingers and everything like all my tactile senses are still intact so that I can do what I gotta do for sure. Uh, yeah, you are. So you kind of move your you move your fingers. Uh, the group is still kind of staring at you, and and Andre is over you, watching you kind of move your hand as you as you slowly kind of feel compelled to lift up your sleeves and as you kind of work your you know it's a massive amount of clothing as you kind of work it up along your arm uh, you see this burned imprint <laughs> at this point I didn't look one up uh, but you see a burned imprint of your queen's symbol burned into your arm symbol 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 and you see your symbol kind of burned into your arm. Um, and the second that you see it, the searing pain and burning begins to fade away. As you realize for the first time, as you kind of grab hold of, of consciousness, of, of the reality around you, as the shock fades, uh, you realize that you are warm. Not, not just you are not cold. At all. Yeah. Uh, and with that, Edric, uh, you will drop your exhaustion, oh, and you God. will have cold resistance. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, 
Okay. Uh, you feel that you have it for an amount of time. You don't know exactly how long. Enough to put it on my character sheet? Yeah, long enough to add it to your sheet, yeah. Uh, Andre, you're kind of, you see him pull up his sleeve and you see this burnt kind of archaic symbol seared into his arm. Do I recognize it at all? No. Okay. Now I do have a question. And that, that you can put this up to a roll, but um, am I, for lack of a better <laughs> word, am I exposing a a hidden part of myself at this point, aside from <laughs> to the symbol? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, Andre. As you kind of look down, you also notice that this like, the searing into the flesh. There's also just it's burnt fur around his arm not like hair it's like this thick you know animal type fur around his arm no white (laughs) um Andre's gonna stop for a second what are you and then at that uh Edric will just like wrap pull up his arm because he was kind of like really in the moment I imagine just like really hyper focused on that whole situation. And as you go to say something, Edric, as you like open your mouth to kind of explain, you kind of you hear this. Did you hear that? Karak. As the wind kind of, you know, the way it starts to slope and, and moves around, you kind of hear this voice a little bit more booming. Ah, oh, you squeal like a girl. Well, something is coming from over that way there. Edric hears this. And, and like, I, I fully understand what you said, um, Andre. But he puts up his hand kind of in your face and just points behind him at the, the, uh, the source of the sound, whether or not you heard it. Cool. And Andre, he'll, he'll follow where you're you're hitting things, Bolo. Hitting things. Hitting things. Push the goddamn sled, Bolo. Can I make a perception check to see? Oh yeah, yeah, 100%, yeah. You, you, you peer around the boulder. Uh, you know what? I'll take. As you guys have kind of all now heard this, you're all you know relatively behind this rock. You slump down to the ground. Uh, I will take a stealth check from. I'll take a self check with advantage from all of you. Oh, thank you. Um, I normally have disadvantage with my uh, scale mail, so just one roll. Oh, a scale mail? Yeah, that sounds like a bunch of you. Yes, it does. Ooh, baby! Nice, that's what we needed. Yikes. As Edward kind of, you kind of hear this voice, you're all a little bit startled as you kind of slouch down a little bit further. Uh, Krug, you were kind of, <laughs> you know, Standing at attention again, you know you're you're kind of somewhat behind the safety of this wall. You can't see twenty feet in front of you, um, so you kind of have this false sense of safety. And as you heard this voice, you kind of crouch down, and there's a bit of a a bit of a clank as, as your sword kind of almost pops out of the snow it was stuck on and clanks against the back of your, you know, the back piece of your scale mail. Really concerned about Edric. I forgot to be stealthy. <laughs> 
Uh, as you, you kind of hear this clank as you all stop and look. Sorry, Jesus. Uh, but yeah, no, as you hear that, you kind of just, you almost hear this fight continue in the distance. And now that you're listening, listening, uh, you hear it a bit more as this, this wind and snow is beating down. You, you, Edric, you peer around and very faintly through the snow, you, you almost see you almost see fur similar to your own uh, but larger like you see this uh, a very large something with this fur and you, you can't really make out what's behind it but you, you can see rocks uh, like a large rocky uh, almost like a grouping of rocks to, to his right and, and that's where you kind of gauge this loud sound coming from as, as you see this creature you see it almost stand erect as it yells out again I told you you can get the boat pushing back imagine that's exactly what it sounds like through the storm yeah totally. <laughs> oh no am I that hard to hear yeah, uh, you, you're just cutting out pretty hardcore now uh what should I do well, it's not that you're like cutting out. It just sounds like whatever you're using for a microphone, you're you're getting away from. Yeah, I will keep it. I will keep it near me. Is that better if I'm talking like this? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No problem. Can do. Well, that's what you heard, anyways. Oh, that's good. I'll pull it away. Yeah. God damn it! <laughs> so okay. So. So, uh, like, I I need to locate these. Uh, threats. So, can I make a perception check? Uh, yes. Um, and can I help that perception check, listening to see if I can gauge how many voices there are? Yeah, of course. Okay. Do you want to help, or are yeah, you going to roll? Ooh, I rolled. Oh, yeah. <laughs> pretty good roll. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Uh, so, <laughs> at this point, um, you can hear two voices. Uh, what you've discerned to be someone named Bolo and someone named Karak. Uh, you have this large bipedal creature. This was the sledge you were following. Um, you've heard enough of it to go, okay, well, you've got something large here. And then, Edric, you know from your, your you know, following it that you've got uh, at least, well, no, not at least, you know exactly. You have four small creatures. Um, uh, you know what, uh, what, Andre, what language do you speak? Goblin? Uh, ooh, no, I don't speak Goblin. You don't uh, speak Goblin, but you definitely have heard Goblin many, many times before, and you can hear Goblin, you know, now yelling back, God damn it! God damn it! He said, push! Polo, push! I'll get Isigbuk! I will get Isigbuk! I'll get Izubai! Izubai will come! He make you push! Um, Andre's gonna voice to the group. I think that's our ord. Okay, so I want to get a bead on one of these targets, and I'm gonna do a dead stare at our at our teammates, saying, hopefully communicating that like I'm going to fucking initiate 
Why don't get? Why don't I get up there and grab their attention then? Watch my back. Okay. Yeah. Um, Andre's gonna uh, pat Edric one more time on the chest as he's kind of getting up and cast guidance as well. Okay. Yeah, because you, you used that guidance already once, eh, Hendrick? Yeah, yeah, I used my last one, yeah. Cool, thank you. And Krug starts to slowly walk up, because his vision is... Okay, so... Oh, shit. Uh, okay, roll me a stealth again. Me? Okay, sure. Uh, <laughs> you you don't get advantage. Now it's just, like, a disadvantage, because you got right. scaled. I rolled disadvantage, 14. Nice. No, but hold on. Don't you roll? Oh, is that with disadvantage? Yeah, yeah. Two D twenty. Okay, cool. So fourteen. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. At this point, you've rolled up. Uh, starting to become more visible. You see a goblin, and you know goblins. Uh, you see a goblin uh, turn and yelling at at this at this point is he's kind of still covered from view. Uh, but you see that it's something wearing this long kind of fur cloak with its head covered in this you know it almost fucking not to spoil it but it almost looks like a yeti cloak like it almost looks like he's wearing yeti fur like skinny yeti and fucking hung it over his head kind of thing and you can see a couple of other other goblins in the distance as well as this large cart uh it has like a uh kind of a like hemp uh you know tarp over it so you can't really make out what's under it uh but you know this is what you see Right. So they if the goblin doesn't see me, but I see the goblin, I want to. I want to draw my sword, and uh, I think I'm just gonna go chop his head off. Yeah. Uh, as Krug's moving, can I move up to the tree? Yeah. There. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can roll me stealth uh, with your disadvantage. Yay. Clank. Fucking finally. As you kind of move, you move a little bit more, you know, you can picture yourself high-stepping over this snow, and as you kind of high-step over towards this tree, uh, the goblin in behind the one closest to you kind of spots this movement, and he starts to point at the bush. Look, look, karak, karak, look, bush, bush. And and they, they all now kind of turn as Bolo looks over and, and kind of starts and spots Krug standing okay. there, weapon out. Uh, and just before we do initiative here, Soren, I will give you any movements you want, and Edric, I will give you a chance to set up if you want. Are we supposed right. to be able to see targets? I will set up. No, <coughs> when they yelled, I did minor illusion, and I'm hiding inside of an illusionary rock. Nice. <laughs> So there's a rock effectively in front of you. I'm not going to attempt to Google that. Uh, no, 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 no. On top of me. I'm inside of the rock. Uh, fucking, yeah. See, I know a guy that does his homework. I love it personally. I'm that guy. Uh, <laughs> Soren plays like me. Uh, okay, so you're an illusionary rock. You've got, which we'll have to figure out how to roll him in, but you have, uh, Greg is on Edric's shoulder. Uh, Edric, what are you doing? Uh, so yeah, I, I'm instinctively, like just reflexively, um, loading up uh, a cartridge here. And I, I picture you kind of 
Like you kind of had that round to set up, so you've got your your yeah. A, a, a lot a lot of this practice right now, like me kind of like gaining my composure back and all of that stuff, is is a lot of instinct. He's just running on autopilot right now. You like also is, feel great. Yeah, I feel I feel pretty good. But you feel fucking fantastic. You feel you feel really really good. You not and you're not hot. It's not like you want to take your clothes off. You yeah, just yeah. feel no effect from the cold around. Roger. Oh, oh you know what, guys? That it was his smelling salt that totally changed everything around for Andrew. Uh, I'm gonna ask okay. you about that later. I'm getting used to it. I'm super sorry, guy. There you go. I'm assuming now you can see. Yep. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the snow is still coming down. It's still obscuring your vision. Um. Krug, from where you're standing, you can kind of see the enemies that are in front of you. Um, you know from what Edric's told you that there's more enemies. Um, you can kind of see slight movement behind the sled, but you don't have anything concrete at this point. You can't see what's there. Okay. And they're starting to... They, they've noticed we... Yeah, they've noticed, and with that, we will we will go into initiation. Uh, definitely not. <laughs> Once you pull up the thing, it should auto populate. Hey. Oh. 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 Two natural ones. Oh no! Did I fuck the turn order up because I didn't have it open? You should be able to edit it once it's. Uh, oh no! No, it's coming up. Here we go. Oh no! I can edit. I also rolled dog shit. Oh nice. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> Fuck, son. Yeah, you gotta clear the old shit. Uh, you know what? Listen, you guys, just for the sake of it, re-roll initiative. Edric, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt if you roll worse. That's pretty yeah, cool. Uh, I, I would, yeah. Fuck you, your team did way better. <laughs> your team did way better. Oh, yeah. There you go, Mask. Oh, I gotta re... Oh, what do I do? I gotta redo it. Oh, okay. Cut out there. Okay, 18, 15, 20. Remember your numbers just for a second here, guys. I gotta work out the kinks. I, uh, friggin' love this new initiative. This is great. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> the natural one hurt for a second. Yeah, it was just a tester. You're just warming up. Yeah, warm up. Doing your warm up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Getting limber. Yeah. What? Hmm. Hmm. Mm. See how this goes. Can you guys see my aura there? Is that annoying or? No, it's we really can't see it. Aura. No. Oh, you can, I see, can it? see it. I I can't see it. Yeah, I'm just running the aura because that's my 20 foot. Yeah, that's your 20 foot. I had it set up with dynamic lighting, yeah. but but I I set up the main. Once you set up the main ones, I don't know how to affect them inside a different map. So I got a still a bit of a learning curve. Um, Interesting. How did you do the the aura? The aura. You so when you highlight your token, and then you got a cog to the bottom left of it. If you click it. Yeah. And then scroll down on your token settings. Oh, scroll. There you go. Yeah. 
Anybody know how to add to the turn order? Uh, I... Right click? No. There's a wheel. You figure there'd just be an add removal. Oh, there we go. Got it. Got it. Sorry, I botched this one, so we're going to there. Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Andre. I'm talking about Oh. Corey disappeared into the storm. Yeah, did we lose Corey? No, no, am I gone? Oh, wait, wait, wait. We gotta set you up. I will literally buy you a new headset, Corey. Hold on. Am I back? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. Sorry. I hit a wrong button. I had to manually add. So the 19 is the goblins. And the 14 is the... I don't see a 14. I know. I, I don't know why I won't. Enter? I... <laughs> There and, it is. And uh, descending. There you go. Ah, oh, bullshit. I so ninety. I know. Fuck it. Just deal with it. Your whole group did better. Asshole. Uh, yeah, so yeah, Thorn, yeah. Thorn at a twenty. Yeah. And you guys fared way better. Okay, Thorn, you're up. Inside your illusion. Um, and I don't see anything. I just know that there are monsters out there. Yeah, you, you saw your group kind of run off into battle. You can hear the clanking of of metal as they kind of run out. You're not sure exactly who it was. Um, you know that there's voices. You know that there's battle. Um, again, even at 20 feet, you're still you're looking through snow. You can make out movements. Uh, you would just have a hard time pinning anything down with a, a blast of any kind. Okay, well, I'll just run in the direction that I heard them run. <laughs> when I get next to them, I'll see if I can see anything. Uh, yeah, you can start to now see, uh, you know, you can definitely see this large figure in the back. You can hear this booming voice. <laughs> Looks like they came out to play. I told you, Karak, I heard something. As Karak is now just turned around, he's, you know, facing you. He's the closest one to you and his eyes are wide open. So I see these these three in front of me. Yes, you can see those three. Again, you know there's two more because of what Edric has told you about this group. Well, you assume you assume there's others. Okay. Oh no! How do I undo that? Anybody know how you undo the square? I don't uh, know. You how to can undo click it. and delete it. But you have to switch to your like, oh, cluster. Okay. Okay. Um, I can't see. Please fuck up tons. It's refreshing. You guys can't see anything else on the map, right? No, I just see these three. Like, can you see yeah, the rocks behind them? Can you see like the back of the map, or is it still blacked out? Yeah, we can see rocks back it's, here. It, like and, and right here. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Okay. Well, I'm going to. Hex, the big guy. Oh, fuck yeah. So I'm going to cast Hex as a bonus action. Oh, I don't know why it didn't display the spell. It just did the roll. Um, 
So I'll hex him, and he has a disadvantage on dexterity checks. Yep. And I will line up a fairy fire to hit all three. Fucking fairy fire. Literally, my probably favorite spell of the game. Uh, that is going to be a dex save, correct? Yes. DC oh, dex and, and the, the big guy has uh, disadvantage. Oh, fuck. Yeah, man, that was really smart. <laughs> yeah. That was a really good use wicked. of Well done. Uh, I don't know exactly how to do certain things on there, so I'm going to just roll this right up. Okay, this will be the big guy's roll on fairy fire. I'm going to do this twice. So, I'll just check out his. Uh, so, that is a seven. Uh, nope, sorry, five for the big guy. He's glowing. And a two. Oh, fuck yeah. Man, this is unbelievable how much information is here. Uh, oh, like a 19. He resists. Oh, hello? Yeah, you're good. Sorry, I just lost this. I lost the debate. Okay, yeah, so there you go. You got... uh, The big guy is glowing. Oh, and the other one... One roll. Did another goblin roll too, or no? I didn't see that. Uh, You know what? Okay, yeah, that's fine. That was a goblin behind. This next one's for Karak. Karak. Oh, I don't know. I only see these three. Yeah, no, that's okay. I was was rolling the goblins as one. That's not fair. How How many does this affect? These three. Well, it would be a 20-foot cube containing these three, starting from this front goblin. So if there's a goblin on the cart, he would be affected. You know, I can't Oh, see. yeah, I see the cube that you drew. That was also They're very good. Cube. No, it only affects those three. It's not uh, the Karak- right cube, though. Karak- <laughs> I tried to delete it. Karak got 12. Uh, he is glowing as well. Nice. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's lit up. And that's the end of my turn. He's about to so, be lit up. Are these two or the glowing ones? Uh, yeah, the two that have names, Bolo and Karak. Can you see that or not? No, we can't. I don't see names. Uh, I don't know. Okay, hold on one second here. Fucking new stuff. New stuff. Can, but I will mark them. You can click the token. What color, is your, glow, little... what color is your glowingness? So like a deep purple. Sweet. Shut up, Dan. Fuck, I, I'm sure there's cooler shit I could adapt. <laughs> Look at that little dot. But that dot signifies these two are under the effect of uh, glowingness. Sick. Um, uh, is that your turn? Are you moving? Do you have any other actions? No, that's my turn. And so they're shedding like dim light from them for 10 feet. Hundred percent, and that was three damage that the uh, boss, uh, or not the boss, but the the, the no, no, there's no damage. I, like I don't like. Heck, I thought it was display the spell. There's zero. It's only when I hit it. Okay. So hex is like a curse on him that I do additional damage with every hit. Hundred percent. Awesome. Hex is dope. And and it makes him less dexterous. That's my turn. <clears throat> okay, so. Opening. Nice. Light. Do you have any more movement? I do, but I don't plan on using it. Fantastic. Okay, so... Can you guys see the nameplates under your names? 
Yeah, no. Under yeah. under our specific. Yeah, like can you? Yeah, well, like, can you, Edric, can you be crunched yeah. or no? No, only when we mouse over our own. Huh. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Okay, so you guys, um, you see these creatures in front of you, despite the snowfall, kind of making it very difficult to see. You see them glowing, um, absolutely brilliant purple through the snow making them very easy to track. Um, and as the goblins... As Bolo kind of looks down and goes, What? I'm glowing! I'm glowing! It must be a sign from Carolhawk. I'm glowing! <laughs> as he kind of laughs out loud as he looks like he's going to start to charge you guys and uh, Tarek is uh, looking at him and he's looking at himself glowing as he uh, decides against it and he is going to move backwards and behind and you can barely see this other goblin as he kind of takes cover behind the, the sled as well I made a mistake, so I don't know the rules on this. Okay. Hex and Fairy Fire are both concentrations, so I don't know when concentration drops on Hex and goes Ooh. to Fairy Fire. Okay, your Fairy Fire landed, your concentration, your Hex is now broken. Right. Um, I don't know if you would have uh, disadvantage. Nah, you know what? We'll give it to you. Don't worry about it. it happens. Okay, sorry about he's that. Still, he's still glowing because it looks super fucking cool. Yeah, that dot's hot. And uh, range. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, so yeah, as they kind of jump behind, uh, they, you know, you can't really see anything or make it out. You can see this glowing figure still behind the this, this what you presume to be the sled of ore. Um, and you kind of hear this twang sound as uh, shots are going to ring out. I don't know how to roll with disadvantage quite yet, though. I, I, so when you roll, do you roll on uh, Beyond uh, D and D Beyond? Right click yeah. on your roll icon, and it should give you a disadvantage option. Uh, I right don't click. It did not. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how it works from the DM perspective. Uh, it's okay. I will have that. I will have that sorted for next time. And in the meantime, oh, easy tiger. Uh, so yeah. Uh, first goblin, you can kind of just you don't see anything. You just hear this twang. As a uh, Krug, uh, 17 to hit. That does hit. Uh, so you're going to take eight damage as this arrow kind of finds a, a split in between your in between your scale mail and kind of juts into your shoulder. How much was it? Sorry? Uh, eight, eight piercing damage. Okay. And we will get quicker at this. Oh, <laughs> uh, great. Nice. As, uh, uh, 
you know what? Every I'll get everybody to roll me a, uh, a dexterity save. Yeah. Right, all right. Not bad. As this kind of stray arrow uh, gets, you know, shot as this, you kind of hear this, ah! and uh, little, I mean, I'll see this goblin slips, and this kind of arrow shoots out, uh, and sword, it kind of lands and catches you right in the toe. Are you going to take one point of piercing damage? He wasn't aiming for you, I promise. And then... You, I you have to you missed if he was. <laughs> you, hear these, you hear these two other... Yeah, unfortunately. You hear these two other arrow twangs ring out um, as you... You can't really see, but you see these arrows coming at you um, from the top deck. Uh, Krug again, that's going to be a 19 to hit. Does hit, does hit. Uh, six piercing damage. Oof. Actually, it would have been over 19. And again, guys, we will get far quicker at this. Forgive me, I like quick... And, uh... It's the turn order. I can shrink it. There we go. And a 16 to hit on you, Andre. 16 to hit. Where's my... Uh, that meets it. So you're going to take five piercing damages. The arrows kind of just fly through this, this snowstorm. Literally out of nowhere. You guys don't really have time to see it coming. You can't see where they're coming from. You just get a barrage of arrows as it kind of catches you in the lower knee. Fucking poop. And, uh, Edric, you Open are... Days. All right. So, uh, this guy right here, does he have cover? Partial cover? Can I see him? I don't, I don't know if he gets... I don't, does he get cover with fairy fire? Uh, fairy fire gives me advantage, but that doesn't affect his AC. So uh, I would we'll say have, if we'll he have, has half cover. He'll have half cover. Okay. Plus so, two bonus AC. Plus plus two. And dex. Yeah, that's plus. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, how confident do I? Real confident. Um, so I'm gonna on this dude. I'm gonna cast Hunter's Mark. Yeah, which uh, one? Uh, on uh, this dude. Yeah. Oof. Uh, so it'll be a one if I hit him. Yep. I don't know why it does that. Whatever. I don't uh, like. You just roll a d6 after you roll. Okay. 
Um, and I get advantage on the roll. Yep. Is this twenty-one to hit? Ambusher. Uh, it will be. Yeah. You you have to use that on your first attack. Yeah. I I mean yeah you fucking blow him to smithereens. So twenty-one hits. Um, I'll roll a d6 for my hunter's mark. So that's a three plus. Uh, where is it? Uh, so that's fourteen plus. Sorry, I have to refresh myself on dread ambusher. Yeah, no worries. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, good. I get an, an additional d8. Yeah. So what did I say? Fourteen. So that's uh, seventeen plus. No, that's 17 damage. Uh, yeah. So, essentially, um, while you guys are enduring your your strikes and everything's going off, uh, from behind, you don't see it, but you hear just, uh, an explosion, I guess. There's literally no other way to put it. Um, it's just this massive pop sound from behind you as uh, Edric takes a shot that first guy oh hell yeah and then uh, with quick reload I do that and I take uh, my second shot which I forgot about rolling for misfires yeah I'm rolling for misfires I had advantage so it was huge Okay. Uh, so this guy, does he have disadvantage? Or sorry, does he have cover? He does. Uh, he absolutely. Yeah, he's got he's got partial cover. But this will not be at advantage. Twenty four. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a hit. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh. No, no, no. I'm on I'm, I'm my next turn, and I can use it as a bonus action to move my hunters. Oh, you, why do you get advantage on that? I didn't get advantage on that. Right, okay. I see how I can read out. Yep. So it's just seven damage. Seven piercing damage on that second guy. Uh, yeah, it's like, so... You, every, You're cutting out. Everybody just hears this. Kaboom. As Krug, you're standing nearest to it, uh... You nearly drop your sword, even though you've heard it before. It's just this earth-shattering boom. You quickly look back, thinking that the rock next to you is shattered. Um, and you kind of turn around and look forward, and you just see through the, the snow, this, this shower of blood shoot up into the air and kind of fall down as like, Bolo's kind of like, oh, that's blood on me. There's blood all over, it's raining blood. And before you can even blink, you hear the second boom, as like Thorn and Andre, you are now just like, you've covered your ears and almost taken cover as a second boom. Um, again, this goblin that's, you know, Andre, you can see behind this car just explodes. Uh, it almost looks like he was, he was microwaved, explodes. And they are both dead. Both. Wow. 
so that's it for me. And you're going to hold tight where you are? Uh, yes, I will. All right. Andre, you're up. All right. Andre is going to look quickly back at Edric because he's never heard that sound before, has no idea what the hell happened. Uh, and he's going to break off the arrow that's in his knee that Goblin hit him with. <laughs> wait, wipe some of his his own blood into his hands and rub it. He's going to run out here. Yeah, let's do that. About there. We're uh, in 25 feet. And then... Oh, I'm torn. Uh, so... I think Andre, as he's rubbing the blood in his hands, he's going to reach towards the big guy. And if I see any more creatures within my vision zone over here, I'd like to include them in this spell too. But Andre is gonna gonna cast Bane. Okay. Uh, don't don't see any other creatures at this point. Not very clearly. Not at all. Okay. So I will cast Bane on big boy. <laughs> Charisma save of 12. Fuck. Ooh. Hold on, hold on. Oh, wait, he's ugly, though. And he's dumb. No <laughs> Come on. 414 for this. Oh, shit. Oh, I save. can't unroll it off. That was a good save. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Is that a sucker save? Uh, so if he's saved, then, uh... Yeah, he's fine. Yes. Okay. They can't all be mystical. Is that your move? Uh, uh, how do you like to do spells? Can I do, like, a level one and a cantrip, or... Is Bane a cantrip or a level one? Bane is level one. And it's and that cantrip is a bonus action. You can you can level you can level one and can you can level one and cantrip. I'm okay I with that. I don't have a bonus action cantrip though. Spellcasters um, are fucking lame early on. Yeah. Um. So for now, I guess Andre's gonna hold up his shield and he's gonna keep an eye out, kind of to the southwest and stuff. Yeah. While keeping an eye on on this big boy. <laughs> He's going to try and draw him down, actually. So Andre is going to be loud about that. He's going to be, like, he's screaming in Dwarvish. He's like, Undak, how do you with In Dwarvish. Uh-huh. Okay, very good. So, so just to be a stickler, um, Edric can understand Dwarvish. So what, do, what did you say? Uh, I'm basically challenging him. Uh, I'm basically saying, get over here, big sissy. <laughs> Edric respects that. <laughs> you don't know it, but but there's an element of that. There's an element of respect. Yeah. Edric started taking off his clothes and just braving the element. It's all cool, like. Yeah. Okay, uh, and that's your turn, there, big man. That is gonna be my turn. Has to be. Okay, we are going. We are going on. Oh, it's the big man. Oh, fuck. That was a bold move. Yeah. So you kind of yell out. Uh, he doesn't really know what you said, but he looks. He, he sees you. 
Three, four. Sometimes that's all time. Smell a dwarf. Dwarf. As you can kind of see him start to enrage. Do I have disadvantage with fairy fire? No. No. People Only just have advantage, advantage against me. As he's going to lumber over to you, like in a fit. Yeah, Corey, I, oh. I didn't get my turn, yo. We're backing up. You're at. <laughs> We're backing up. You're at. Uh, you're at oh, I didn't reassemble it for me. What the fuck? Hold on. Hold on one sec. Oh, I've pushed forward too many times. Uh, I don't know how that happened. Sorry, Krug. There you go. Krug, you are one hundo up, buddy. Sorry, Krug. It's all jiggy. It's all it's all jiggy. DM gobs. All right. So Krug, <clears throat> here's the bang. Little bit startled, but he knows it's just Edric at his back. Bolsters him, knowing that he's got uh, capable men by his side. Andre ran up there. He's yelling, "Dwarvis, I'm pumped!" Uh, he Krug enters a uh, serene, like trance-like breathing for a second, as he's gonna second wind. Second wind. Uh, is he gonna roll for me? Can I roll this? Here we go. Okay, gaining, I rolled it twice by accident, but I'll take the first roll for 7 HP. We, we did have a, a, a short rest at the, the town, just to kind of way backtrack. No, yeah, I think we're talked up, yeah? He just took an arrow. He took two. Oh, sorry, excuse me. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got arrows in me, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I, he takes Fucking a deep breath. Ignore me. He seems to reposture himself after, you know, wincing to these arrows. He sna- snaps the arrows off with one great sweep of his arm that, or his arms that has the sword in it. <clears throat> He's going to charge forward, trying to basically position himself between where some arrows came from and, yeah. you know what I mean? Like gave, yeah, you gave use him cover. as cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to use him as cover. So yeah. Krug runs up there, overhand wielding his great sword, just two hands right over his head, just starts running out there, and he's going to swing his great sword with advantage. That's right. He's got yep. the... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, he's going. Hell <laughs> yes. Uh, 20 to hit. Uh, yeah, yeah, 20 hits for sure. <laughs> <sighs> Boom, for 13 flashing damage. Oh, finally a fucking hit where I just wasn't dead. Um, oh, I never he, started the encounter here. He, he's go. still standing, eh? You restarted the whole encounter. <laughs> for how much? 13. 13? Uh, yeah, but he's still standing. All right, all right. I'm going to zero hesitation. Krug wants to murder. Um, so his, his sword drops through his belly, slides in the snow. Krug switches his grip to an upward slash motion and just comes straight back up, taking another step forward to try and dig deeper as the action surges and swings again. Oh, 15? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh that advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're, he's, you, as you kind of get closer, uh, you see this, this large, like, mangy, uh, matted fur cloak uh, and out, out under that, it's just this, this, this skin, this thick, you know, contorted muscular flesh. Um, that is, that is, yeah, that, that's it. Like you just, it, it's a guts. I want them to spill on the floor. And that's a twelve to hit. Twelve damage. Fifteen 12 was hit. Damage, 12 yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, you fucking, you smash him again as he feels the second one. As you can hear him kind of howling, fucking dwarves, little people, little people, as he's starting to get uh-huh. really enraged here. And that's my turn. Uh, okay. What's going on with the initiative order? Did that get all wonky? Oh, yeah, did I mess up for everybody? It. Yeah. Oh, really? I don't know why. I don't know why it keeps changing. I, I, I just keep closing it. Oh, because I started the encounter. Ah, for fuck's sakes. Hold on, people. Hold on. Uh, we had Sorn. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll manage this one. Sorn, we had uh, Goblins with 19. Uh, just while we're taking a break here, because I'm going to write these down. And sorry, I fucking botched the turn order. Forgive me. Um, can you roll in? Can you roll in Greg, please, Sorn? He rolled a 13. Yeah, oh, fuck it, me. It's weird. It, it, it does a whisper to you for some reason. Okay, Krug was 15. Uh, Ogre, thir- uh, 14. Greg. Greg the Sleg was 13. And uh, who's pulling up the rear ski here? Oh, that was Edric. I'm at 18, though. Uh, Edric was 18. Okay. Okay. Wait. I got it written down. Uh, up next is the big man. Uh, he's going to do a... You know what? Can't fuck it. Krug, roll me a D6. Just straight up D6. Straight up D6. Your odds, buddy. Four. All right. As he rages out, he's going to actually... Dwarfs! What is that? Sorry, 17. Uh, oh, wait. That was my yeah. role. Uh, I'm just pouring over my. I, I oh, okay, sorry, sorry. Okay, so now I thought maybe you're holding a spell. I'm like, oh fuck, man, crazy. No, no, uh, exactly. As you hit him twice, and he slashes in rage, but he turns as like dwarves, <laughs> dwarves, and he's gonna run down. You know what that's gonna mean there, big guy. Ooh, do I get my opportunity attack? Yeah, yeah you do, buddy. Boom. I don't think you've used a reaction. 23 hit. Yeah, hit. Technically, you get advantage on that still. Just if you want to try to crit. No, he rolled it with advantage. I did. Oh, sorry, you did. Yeah, I didn't see that. 14? 14 more damage. He turns his back to me. I go for behind the Achilles. He heals both of them. I want both of them in one swing. Oh, yeah. You, You hobble them. You hobble him. Uh, he's going to still make it to Andre, but like as you swing through, you just see a turret of blood, like a trail of blood now following as he moves forward in a rage. Um, and he's going to go to town, despite being uh, fucking bleeding profusely, my friend. That was a hefty... Uh, fuck, are those numbers right? Probably- <laughs> yeah, dude, that's or- 2d6. I got a plus four. Yeah, that's uh, I missed gobs. Fuck, that's that's some legit damage for level that's three. Not even with uh, great weapon master yet. No, yeah. <laughs> just wait for it with all this advantage going on. Uh, it's funny, just because I play a caster now, I'm like, just so everybody knows, Sorn won the fight. You can all do the damage, but Sorn won it all. Yeah, I know. I keep thinking that. I was like, fuck, that was literally the best spell in the game. So, so I don't good. have disadvantage, correct? 
No, no, you do not. You, don't. you, you yeah. just have advantage against you, and you can't go invisible or hide. Yeah, yeah. In a snowy setting, the lights off for fuck's sakes. Is that a yeah. got a nine to hit? Uh, hitting me? No. Yeah. No. Oh, oh thank goodness. This fucking guy doesn't get first Oh my god. Cool, oh, sweet. Thank God. Sixteen blood damage. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, the good news is he doesn't have fucking multi-attack. That sucks. So, yeah, I mean, he hits you, he comes that. down on you hard, and your your wooden fucking shield just comes up as it smashes in to this shoddy, shoddy version of a Raven Queen, and uh, it holds true as your whole body just quivers from the might of this crushing blow, but you managed to deflect it. And, uh, yeah... Yeah, fucking, that's uh, the old turn there. Oh, uh, in the distance, as that blast kind of shot out, again, keep in mind these are six seconds, six second intervals. As this blast shot out, Frog runs in, attack, attack, and you can hear this howl in the distance. Almost as an answer to this bludgeoning boom that happened now you can hear it coming from the east it's loud but it's not overly loud you kind of catch it as a you know just how like coming down on the wind from the east uh oh sorry i have the uh order here greg cool greg okay so he's going to uh fly up about 20 feet and then in the direction of the monsters to see if he can... Yeah. Yeah, so he would be... Um... Yeah, can you mark it for me? Sorry, I don't have a... Uh, hold on, I can get something marked. Yeah, you just throw down any token. I he's, got it. He's, he's here. Uh, really? Um... A fucking Raven Queen? I mean... God, you pay 50 bucks or something, you can't get a fucking owl out of it? <laughs> <laughs> just just saying, uh, let's go with a... Oh, man. Uh, give me... Here we go. Done. Done. We get something? Uh, oh, fuck. Did somebody just draw the Raven? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could tell it was a Raven. Nice. It's fucking giant. <laughs> really impressive. So this is where he is. How high in the air is he? Twenty feet. So, um, can so you, you see know, mess him? Can't you can't see through him, though, right? No, he, he. You can see him. What do you mean? I no, I cannot see through him. I can telepathically communicate with him, but that's it. Uh, okay, no problem there. You can and you can speak with him, correct? Like you understand what he's saying? Yeah, we can talk back and forth. Okay. Uh, and yeah, so he can now see these. He can see two goblins standing up on this rocky embankment. Uh, this rocky embankment's probably about you know fifteen. Not probably. It's fifteen feet high. Am I still that's, cool? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. That's the end of his turn. All right. Got the visuals. Uh, so we are back to the top of the order with Thorn. 
Oh, okay. Um, I will... Goblins are on deck. Just Eldritch Blast the big guy. Okay, sweet. Uh, that crit. Ooh. Yes. You know what? Being a DM sucks. You put so much time and effort in. Yeah, okay. That's sweet. <laughs> it's the advantage, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's huge. It's like, it, it's what makes it, for sure. And then an additional D10, right? Oh, hold on. No, I, I don't like it. I think I went through this at the start. Any advantage, even with a spell, or sorry, any critical hit, even with a spell, and I don't know how it'll roll out. We'll need to figure that out. Your one, your one dice does max damage. Oh, geez, oh yeah. okay. That that goes both ways though, boys. But if you if you're rolling a D ten for your damage, I don't like the fact that you can roll a crit and still hit for two points there. That that sure. doesn't that doesn't add up to me. A critical hit to me means it, it you summoned an extraterrestrial force out of your Eldritch Blast or something more behind it. It hit a vital point, uh wound inside a wound, however you want to flavor it. But your so you get the eight damage and then your second one is ten. Oh, the, the second dice is max. I, I mean, however... No, the wanted, first dice. No, the, so, so it'd be 13. If it's just the it first dice... It would be 13, dice, yeah. 13 total. Yeah. So 10, 10 and... Would it not be 10 and 4 then? It'd be 10 and 3. 10 plus 3. Why am I seeing a 4? Oh. Uh, the, How, the, oh. the second roll was I thought I was rolling my damage dice twice. So I, I was doing the other... like the, the way I'm used to doing crits. Sorry about that. So you can no, ignore the The only reason, and again, open for discussion because I'm not a pro, but on roll, if we're going to do it on roll 20, if you hit a crit, it'll still, it'll roll your initial damage dice. Like you have eight there, so that's 1d10 plus, I see it's 1d10 plus three. Yes, yeah, so, so it'll I be assume 13 and, and then a four for the second one. The second one we're not doing, right? Like, so the second roll was useless. It would no, just... you would still get the second dice. I'm saying the first dice just maxes out. No, what what Corey doesn't understand is you're not getting double dice, mess. You're just getting a max oh. roll on your first dice. Hey, sorry, right. Jared. That takes the crit into consideration. So it gave it an eight. Hold on, Jared. One sec. I, I need to understand it before I. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so the the first roll was just a damage dice. It wasn't a crit. It wasn't anything like that. But it, it rolled it just twice. A, it didn't roll it twice. It didn't. Well, when you crit, like if if I'm looking at that force damage of eight, that's one d ten plus three. Right. Yeah. And it so that's one d ten. What's but the plus because three? it was a crit? It should it should get two d ten. But you're rolling. Oh, the plus three is from my my um my agonizing blast where I add my charisma damage onto Ag to Eldritch Blast. So you, okay. you, you're just saying, Corey, that it should be a max die roll. So it would be a yeah. 10 plus 3. So that first roll is 13 plus the crit roll. Well, are we four. doing a crit roll on top of that? No, I don't no, no. No. no, let me ex let me explain. Sorry. Just to... Sorry. I, we did talk about this in, in session zero. 
the way I like to do crit. So when you roll crit, you double all of your dice, correct? All of your damage dice yeah. are doubled, right? Right. So all of your damage dice are still doubled, but your one, whether like your one main attack, your first, that one. first attack, whether it be your weapon or your your first initial Eldritch Blast, that is max damage. So you would get the 10 plus three plus a second D10 roll. Okay, so then total yeah. damage 17. All right, I get it. 100%. Is everybody okay with that? It just it swings both ways. This ogre hits you double damage. Fucking that almost kills one of you. Yeah, it'll make things I, I, interesting. <laughs> I, I'm definitely down. I, honestly, when you first described it, I didn't understand, but I got it now. No, no, hundred percent. I just and I just if everybody if everybody disagrees with the logic, my problem is right there. Soren could have critted and hit for a total of five points of damage. That doesn't fucking make sense to me for a critical hit. Yeah, of course. Fan of this. I'm a huge fan of this. Is yeah. the way that I typed it out correct, and the way that I type out a greatsword crit correct? Like, am I getting both d6 on the yeah. first? So you got 12. You, your first roll would be 12 so, plus 4. Yeah. And then you re-roll the 2d6. So if you met you 6, 12, <laughs> 16. So your first hit on that that long sword is sixteen. So then oh, we can making sure we can just do a normal damage roll and add our max dice. That was what I was questioning. What the best way to roll it was because I didn't I, know. Yeah, we should just do a normal damage roll and then add our max dice, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Exactly. Normal damage roll, add your add your dice. Well, in this case, it would be 17. It would have been 18. But, like, like I think that's just going to be easiest moving forward. 100%. And either way, you wouldn't have killed it. But it is fucking... It, it takes this scorching blast of eldritch heat just right through the chest. Uh, there is this explosion of grit and gore as, Andre, you were just covered in this melting ooze of red blood and bits and chest cavity as you can kind of hear this beast almost gurgle as it tries to roar as it falls almost falls to one knee as it's kind of just propelling itself up on sheer force of will and that's the end of my turn a uh, sweet um, and as that happens I gotta fuck. oh you fucking cunt um, pardon my language sorry actually I will retcon that if you don't mind yeah of course <laughs> I hate shapes too um, yeah, man. I don't care. It took me like four hours to learn how to delete that, so you can suffer with it. <laughs> <laughs> I will move right there and then end my turn. Nice. Jesus Christ. Fuck yeah. Okay. Think up what I'm putting down. Uh, so yeah, as uh, boy, big man is wavering. You kind of run in, and as you start to run up, you can hear these kind of twangs of the bow. Um, man. 
Sorry, just seems to be taking a second to load the roll. Oh, why is it slowed down so much? Uh, 22 to hit, Sorn. <laughs> yeah, that hits. Uh, five piercing damage. Um, I guess I could make it not hit, but I'll take it. Uh, second one is coming at you. But slowly, because of course my computer's... What? Jesus Christ, these guys got auto-aim or something. Um, yeah, aimbots. <laughs> it froze. Oh, uh, another 22 for three points of damage. Uh, total eight damage taken. Yeah, so these two two arrows kind of come out of the whiteness as you catch one in the shoulder, kind of one in the knee, almost grazing, though. It's not like they're in and out or anything like that. It's, you know, you're feeling pretty good. Um, and we will jump to Andre. Krug, I think you're that's me, actually. Oh, hey. shit, sorry. Oh, Edric. Yeah. Edric, sorry, you're up, Edric. My bad, I got it piecemealed in. Um, so, I am my turn simple. Um, so I want to know if I can take, like, a perception, a free action to do perception to see if I can see the other targets. Oh, on top of attacking? Yeah, yeah you can. Is that is that cool? Yeah. Uh, uh, you kind of you kind of peer out. Um. Nah. You sure? Well, I mean, I rolled a nine, so that's why I said nah. Oh, on perception. Uh, well, <laughs> you start to notice this storm has kind of run its path as. It's still cold. There's still a bitter wind. Um, but you, you start to see a little bit more clearly as the snow, you know, isn't falling as fast. It's kind of been fading now for about the last, you know, few minutes. Um, yeah. As you can see now, the two in the distance, uh, it would be with disadvantage, but you can see these two figures shooting bows uh, at the top of this rocky of outreach. Like up top? Yeah, like up the here? two. Uh, I think they're on your map. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but I don't think his sight will let him see him. Ah, oh, sweet. So it works. It's so hard. I can't see it. I'm not sure exactly how to make it dark enough. But, anyways, we're getting okay, there. Okay, so um, going to use my bonus action to change my Hunter's Mark to Big Boy. And then I'm going to use my action to reload. Yeah. And that's my turn. Are we, with the reloading, I just want to make sure we're rolling for misfires? Uh, reload is just an action. Well, it's an attack action. Okay, sweet. So you've now reloaded the big guy because you got your first two shots off on Dread Ambush. Yeah, exactly. Uh, is that your move? Uh, yeah, I'm going to stay where I am. Andre? All right. Frog, you're on deck. Word. Andre's going to... He's going to lift his shield, uh, and then, honestly, he's just going to go in hard with his mace, Mace Windu. Uh, yeah, Windu, Windu might be able to do it here. Come on, Mace Windu. Always has the, the coolest fucking lightsaber. Oh, <laughs> yeah, baby! <laughs> nice, there it is. What a fucking waste of a crit, Windu. But yeah, okay, fucking okay. tell me how. The guy had like two points. 
damage. With an advantage, fun. too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That wasn't even with advantage. Uh, so that's uh, plus two, plus six. Fourteen is the grand total of damage. Uh, and that's, that's a that's D. Is that a D? Is that a D eight worth of damage? It's a D six plus two, oh. and then plus six. Yeah, perfect. You did it right. Thank you. I just want to. I'm. I'm figuring it out for myself. Yeah. So you can tell me how you do it, buddy. All right, Andre. Uh, he sees this guy coming in hot. That guy bounces a club off his shield, uh, and he looks up and uh, he sees the. Oh, what was it? Um, the Eldritch Blast kind of blow him to pieces and his buddy and his new friend Soren kind of sneaks behind and he's hearing those goblins up high. He doesn't know where he is so he he decides he has to end it now and pulls out his mace and just like drops it in the backside of this this uh, yeah this giant beast in, in hopes of just like dropping him but has dropping him to the ground so he's not mobile anymore not realizing that it also kills him. Okay. Oh. Oh no. Thinking in the back of his knee. Whoa. Did everybody else see that? Oh. oh okay. Sorry. That's me. Uh, sorry. Should all be back to normal. Yeah, he goes down yeah. hard as he kind of falls backwards. Uh he lands over uh this this sled filled with the ore with a tarp on top of it. As he kind of falls over it with his, you know, an empty chest cavity, uh, kind of right in the middle of the sled. Cool. And as he kind of goes down, uh, I'm going to cast a uh, healing word on myself. <laughs> that's a level one healing, uh, that's a bonus action, level one healing words. Yeah. Like, that's a. Cease. Take six points back. <sighs> and Andre is gonna slide in and try and he's gonna lift his shield up and try and take cover behind this this here wagon. Uh, yeah. Hide. Yeah, you'll get half cover for sure. Yeah, because he doesn't really. I can't really see up there, can I? Or no, the storm. You said the storm subsided. Uh, the storm started to subside. Yeah, they're they're okay. visible on the map now. You could you could see them. Uh, depending on what you're attacked with, might be disadvantaged, but you can definitely see them up there. Um, can I take a quick free action just to look under this hemp tarp while I'm holding my shield up, just to make sure 100%. this is the bars? Hundred percent. Yeah, you lift up the shield, uh, kind of quickly. You can only lift up the very corner of it as it's it's just it's covered by this fucking heaving blob of a mess and as you kind of lift it up uh, you see the shine of iron and you see the the foaming beer uh, crest of the battle hammer stamped in one of the bars Wait, excellent. <laughs> you can't exactly do quick math here but it looks like a shit time uh, so Andre is going to call out to whoever can hear this is it hold the wagon and that's my turn. All right, so Krug, he... I want to know, so they're 15 feet up, right? Yeah, 15, yeah. Okay, so if I stood here, right, five feet away from the wall, would I be 20 feet away from them or further? 
it, it, it's kind of a sloping embankment. So if you move to there, you would be within 20 feet of them. Okay, perfect. Um, I, I quickly uh, drop my greatsword, pull out two hand axes. I move up to the embankment, and I'm going to two-weapon fighting so I can throw both of them. Um, and I'll throw them at, at this guy, the furthest one here. Do you have two-weapon fighting? Well, I can, I can, anybody can two-weapon fighting. I just don't get yeah. any bonuses from, like, the okay, fighting. Oh, the second. Yeah, it's a bonus action to use his uh, offhand. Okay. okay, sweet. Yeah, and he doesn't get the bonuses. Yeah, strength damage bonus on the second on, one. I saw it on the D&D Beyond build, and I just, I saw it on everybody, and I was like, oh, I didn't know if everybody was just free fucking Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> sick. Uh, so my first hand axe flies out. 15 to hit. It hits. Okay. For a whopping seven slashing damage. Oh, yeah. It does hit. Huh. I'm pretty I haven't even had to look at their AC because everyone's rules have been 20 fucking five or above. Uh, so this one here is what you were aiming at? For this one from the party. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You literally, uh, you see just the first axe um, as he's kind of pointing a bow right at you. First axe just catches him right in the chest. Um, as you see this small being kind of flying at the edge of this embankment, um, and you know, just that death croak as he falls. <laughs> I get I get excited as I throw my next hand axe um, at the other one. I I guess here. Yeah. Uh, or twenty-two to hit. Uh, yeah, to hit. Now, there's no way in D&D Beyond for me to roll it like offhand, so I'll just. Uh, there is, but you have to equip. You have to equip the weapon as an offhand weapon. So just oh. just subtract your. Yeah, I, I've had this in the past. I'm equipped, but not as an offhand. Yeah, you you uh, right click on it and you go under customize and and put uh, dual wield. And it, it'll take your, all of your stats off. Uh, I will figure that out. Yeah, or, yeah, totally. Yeah, so you're going to roll it. We're going to deduct four. Oh, uh, what can I? 1d... Roll 1d6 flat. One, one, a, a whopping one damage. That's <laughs> like crazy. Right. Yeah, that's all right. You catch him in the shin. Fucking hurts. He's now hopping around on the top of this cliff. He's unimpressed. Uh, and then I moved 15. I'm gonna. I move. So is this guy here. dead? Uh, yeah, he's dead. He's died and fell off. And that's my turn. Oh fucking retcon! Can I go get my go pick up my sword instead? Lost <laughs> uh, your sword. I'm so you moved back there, now you picked up your sword. Yeah, I dropped, I, I stabbed my sword in, I moved up, threw some hand axes, I moved back to grab my sword. Alright. Yeah, as long as it was 15 feet, but then you grabbed your sword and you moved forward 5 feet, or is that where you were to be in with? I, I think that was, was I was I here? Or? Doesn't ri- I thought you were right. You were, you were in there, yeah. Because I, I moved 5, I, I, I think I moved 15 to the... Yeah. I, even if I didn't get my sword this turn, I'll pick it up next. That's 
Yeah, I'm gonna say you were like you ran five feet. You're, I think you're five feet short. Oh, okay. I'm calling it five feet short. Uh, okay, we got. Uh, oh, you're cutting it there, Corey. Mammoth. Um, so Krug goes. Uh, the ogre is dead, and Greg is up. Uh, Greg will fly up to the one that we see that's living, um, get within five feet of it, and we'll use the help action for my next attack. Um, it's a shocking thing for a familiar to do, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> he just flies around to distract him. Okay. Okay. Oh, man. Fucking sorry, guys. He's... There's just so many layers to this fucking map. I don't know if anybody's DM'd on this, but it is complex, man. There's a lot of shit going on. It's a bit of a hog, or it can be. I'm not very fast at it, though. I mean, once you... I've seen DMs like... like Oh, did you delete them? Did the map disappear for everyone else? No. It grayed out around oh. me. Yeah. Huh. I, I was trying to delete the bird spots, and now the map's gone. Oh, the map left? I For me, I don't know if for everybody else. Krug sees it. I see the map currently. Yeah. Why well, can't move? Oh, my God. We're so close, Corey. Uh-huh. It's just, I swear to God, man, it's, it's, okay. Two seconds. That made it visible. Oh, it's because I got two people. There we go. People within people. Gonna be tough to pull off. Okay. Uh, Mask, are you still blind to the map? Yeah, but it's fine. Hmm. Unless other enemies appear. Oh, oh yeah. You know what? His you marker might... is off the yeah, map. Yeah, you might want to drop your your marker back. Oh, on the map. I must have highlighted my marker when I deleted. No wonder. Okay, that makes sense. You're back in. You can see. Yes. Nice. Okay, so. As as Bolo falls, this ogre kind of falls over. Um, you know, Greg flies up. Krug takes care of his biz. Uh, you can hear this howling as you see shooting around the corner. Oh, you can hear the howling coming closer, like. Closer, closer. Um, you can't quite see it, but you can hear this howl as it, it comes, you know, right around your... Sounds like it's, it's mere feet away. Um, and Andre, you can kind of see just out of the corner of your eye, you catch this, this fast-moving creature starting to sweep around the sides. 
<coughs> um, and you can kind of see, like, as you look, you see this this wolf-type figure bounding through the snow, and on top of it, you can make out this this what you deem to be a goblin riding this wolf, uh, almost kind of doing the the lasso buckaroo move as he puts his hand uh, to a to a sharp bow and he fires on you. Oh, but now. And uh, that'll be a 15 to hit you, Andre. Not quite. Uh, you're under You're under half cover as well. Yeah. Plus two. So it kind of... Half thing. cover, what is that? Plus two or plus... Plus, plus, plus two. two. Plus two. Okay. So you've kind of got your shield up. You've looked up under the tarp. And as you kind of turn to look, uh, you can feel this twang kind of land right in your shield. And uh, with that, we'll go back up to Sorn. As Sorn, you can you can kind of see the first of this figure coming around this rocky embankment. Um. Okay. Well, I will, since I have advantage on the one above. I will fire at the goblin that's on the ledge still. Okay. Twenty-four to hit, I assume hits. Uh yeah, twenty-four hits for sure. For five damage. Uh <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. you kind of you Eldritch blast this thing. Um it scorches it. Um you can kind of see it teetering on the top of this embankment as you, you see it slip and fall off the embankment. Uh, you, it, it looks pretty battered up when it went down, but you don't know if it's dead or not. And then I'll move here and end my turn. Okay. Uh, we've got, uh, uh, Edric, you're up with Andre on deck. Okay, so, um, Edric's gonna, can't see a target at the moment, so he's gonna hustle up here, 30 feet. Um, is this the new target right there? Uh, no, 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 the new targets were all down here. Uh, this was one that fell off the embankment. Uh, you don't quite have vision enough to see that. Okay, so, hmm. So okay, here here here's a uh, uh, maybe a meta question. Um, would I have known that there's nobody, no targets up there, given like the the hearing the the new targets come up and and seeing mess take down that last target? Yeah, you would have you would have seen this elders blast smoke this thing. So the only reason I ask is like, can I can I withdraw that move and move a different direction? Hundred percent. Okay. So how, how far is the target? Twenty-five. 
Okay, so I can see whatever this shit is. So I'm going to move my bonus action, move my hunter's mark to this new target. Uh, this new target. Just the, the southmost. Yeah. And then I'm going to... Do I have advantage? I don't. I'll take a shot. I see how it's covered off. Sorry, I just joined in as a player. Sorry, guys, I will get better and better at the roll 20, but yeah, that's really cool. Uh, 15. Sorry, one sec. I'm just coming back as a DM here. Sorry, um, can you show me what target you were aiming at again? Just uh, the closest southmost. Yeah, this one here? Actually, yeah, okay, sure. Uh, yeah, sorry, what's a hit? Uh, 15. Okay, hold on one second here. Sorry, it's close. I'm not 100% here. I just, I'm getting... Uh, yeah, that is a hit. Eight. So that will be... 2d8 plus... Oh, wait. So that is 13 damage. 13 damage, and then you have a misfire roll now, or no? No, I'm good. Yeah, I rolled the seven, so I'm good. Okay, right. done. And that was story thirteen damage. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got, is that your full move? Yeah. All right, Andre, and then Krug. All right. Uh, so I can see both both of these new. You can only see combat. the one. You can only see the one right now. You can't quite see the second one. Um, at this point, because it's kind of it's covered by this rocky embankment here. Okay, all right, that changes it a little bit. Um, uh, Andre's gonna jump out for. Would he do that? Yeah, I, I think that kind of makes sense. So he's gonna jump out five, ten feet. Um, do you think I I can see him now if I jump yeah. out like that? Yeah. Yeah. You jump out and as you jump out. You see two of these these bounding wolves with these goblins atop. Storm abated. You can see these two large these two large tethered creatures bounding behind them as well. You can't quite make out all of the features. You'll see these two large, you know, double the size of what's in front of you, bounding behind them. Like back there? Yeah. Okay. Sweet. All right. Uh, Andre's gonna, gonna try it again. He's gonna scream out in uh, his dwarvish dialect. He's going to rub blood between his hands hard again and point at three of those creatures. So I'm going to look at this wolf, this wolf, and the closest yeah. goblin. Yeah. And 
and I need them each to make uh, charisma saving throws. Please, uh, charisma 12. Oh, come on, you fucking pile of shit. Uh, okay, so the goblin fails. And then we're going to do the uh, first dire wolf that's facing or that has that goblin on it. Okay. Uh, fucking dire wolves are less charismatic than you would think. <laughs> ah, but he does crit. So he saves. And they've been affected by Bane. By Bane, Bane yeah. So, um, so first and foremost, uh, that guidance that I bestowed, I think it was on you, Edric. Edric. Uh, unless you used it already, you no longer have it because that was concentration. Now I'm concentrating, concentrating on these three for up to a minute. Um, anytime the ones that failed, anytime they make an attack roll or a saving throw roll. You must roll a d4 and subtract it from each oh. of those rolls. Okay. Yeah, uh, and then Andre's gonna like, uh, fuck. <laughs> uh, he's gonna stay there and he's gonna plant his feet and then uh, hold up his shield and ready, ready for impact. And that'll be my turn. You can see Andre jump out at something, and you kind of just, just see the, just see the poking out of this fast-moving. What you, with what you've heard and stuff, uh, you can kind of gauge it to be a wolf start to shoot around this rocky embankment. Excellent. Anything else, Andre? Uh, no, that's my turn. So I see the battle continue as I'm running to grab my sword. I hear the I hear the sound of battle. Uh, so I run over to grab my sword five feet, pick it up, 10, 15. Can I move here? Yeah, it's not very big. Okay, 20, 25, 30. I am in a dash. As you just see this small figure just upright holding this great sword, like with incredible posture. Um, but he's kind of got to like hop through the snow, just very, uh, very athletically. In a dash, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, right to the back of the wolf, and you just see this flash of a little cobalt and the giant sword just zip through the battlefield to flank the enemy. Um, and that's my turn because I don't have anything else for bonus actions. That makes sense. And as you do rush and you speed by and you almost kind of slide under this wolf, pop out and poise yourself for an attack. You do notice as you turn left, you see this this sled barreling down on you from, oh, from the northeast with these two large bear-like creatures barreling down on you as well. Incoming, we got we got more. Fuck. 
And it's fucking. <laughs> okay. With that, uh, as you kind of skid to the back of this, this dire wolf skids around you. Keep in, keep in mind the goblins are on top of them. It's a little bit hard to manage here. Yeah, word. So they'll just be fuck, off to the side. It is a large creature, but... Uh, he stops, kind of almost shoots up snow as he turns to bite at you. Uh, this one was still locked in sights on you, Andre, as he comes snarling through. As you can hear the goblin, dwarf! And he kind of points forward to you. So one dire wolf is going to take a swipe at you, uh, Krug. Okay. <laughs> the anticipation and one is going to take a swipe at you oh did that crit oh no oh, it did that's why it doubled so you're going to take oh it already it hit a 10 anyway so 15 points of damage yeah as the yeah, other one comes always in. fucking murder me and yeah you haven't had good luck with them and the first one was a little bit tainted we won't get into it and the second one comes at you <laughs> Andre, and uh, sorry guys, my fucking Beyond's a little bit behind here. Uh, and that's go. Oh, I'm gonna also need a strength save from you, Krug. Right, right, right. And you're gonna take seven piercing damage. I'm gonna need a strength save from you as well, Andre. Okay. Um, can I get you just to? Uh, no, I'm not in cover. It won't make a difference. Anyways, that D4 doesn't matter. Strength save it is. <laughs> I was looking thick. As you easily shake that off, Andre, you uh, shape manage to kind of shake that off as well as the direwolf bites into your mail. Um, and as that happens, um, both the goblin, the goblin riding the wolf, as the wolf kind of turns quickly and attacks Krug, uh, the goblin is almost. Well, not almost. He is not prepared for the sudden change that the wolf made. Uh, we're going to do a deck save, and we're going to go with a DC 12. As the goblin manages to hang on, steady himself, as he turns, and he's yelling at the dwarf as well as he shoots his bow. Uh He shoots his bow at Andre, and the one that came around the corner is going to shoot his bow at Sorn as he comes around the corner and sees him. Uh, that's a 15 to hit. Is that the one at me? Uh, the one shooting at Andre is a 15. Yeah, and that's this guy over that's here? That's that guy there, yeah. Can I get you to minus uh, 1d4 from that for the beam? I don't know that it matters. I think it's obviously a miss, but yes. Yeah, so that's, yeah, sorry, a 12. Thank you. Yeah, that's a miss, yes. Oh, good call. So, sorry, on that note, the dire wolf that hit you... I wouldn't have mattered with the dire wolf. He, he crit. I didn't crit on Andre, but he did roll a 23. So. Yeah, so it would have been 19 at most. But. 
Okay, and then this uh, goblin here is going to take a shot at Sorn. Fucking computers. Uh, and that's going to be eight pier- Well, it's a 19 to hit, Sorn. Uh, would he have disadvantage for being right next to me for, with a range attack? Fucking that a boy. Yeah, be- get him. Fucking right, he will. <laughs> Go 15 to hit. Um, no, it'd be a, that would be a 19 as well, right? Uh, yeah, would. Yes. So he- yeah, all right, plus four. He will hit me. I will take eight damage. Yeah. I'm looking pretty beat up. And we will go back to the top of the lineup with Sorn. Um, okay, this could be a risky one. Did I... you move uh, your your bird at 15? No, it's fine. Um, I am going to... <laughs> move right here. Invoking any attack of opportunity. Um, not from the wolf, but you will take a bow shot. Oh, it's a melee. Sorry. Oh, it's only melee. Yeah, it's only melee. Never mind. You're good. Ignore that roll. I was kind of hoping to get hit, but okay. <laughs> ah, I will. I will. Eldritch blast the dire wolf. That's over here. Okay. Oh, hold on. Okay, you can you can keep that. But Andre, I'm gonna need to make you a concentration save, buddy. Yep. And this is just the uh, ten. Uh, yeah. So you're okay. you're facing off against uh, what you took seven damage. So better, better, or something, right? Okay. You you've maintained concentration. And then Soren, sorry, is that a 16 to hit? It is. 16 hits. Uh, nine damage. Okay. And that will end my turn. Okay, done deal. Sorry, who who is dealt dam who dealt damage to the direwolf? Everybody. He's been hit. Oh, you shot him, didn't you, Edric? Yeah, I start. I start. Sorry, I shot him uh, first for like thirteen. Or something. Yeah, thank you. Sorry, I just gotta put a A on his name. Okay. And uh, yeah, as you uh, as you hit him, he is looking bloodied. And uh, is that where you're standing, Soren? That's your turn? Yes, I'm done. Okay, we will move to Edric. <laughs> Sorry. I should open okay. this up a little bit more. Okay, so that's that. Order, so that's fine. I'm going to move 
Uh, you've got Andre and then Krug on deck right now. Okay, so, perfect. Actually, that's perfect information. So, uh, Edric is going to stow his right or his mysterious weapon. Yeah. And um, he's going <laughs> to um, walk. I think two steps will do it. Yeah, forty. Just verified that that's enough. Yeah, 40 is good. And uh, he will uh, trade his hunter mark from this. Oh, select from the direwolf to this goblin. What is the orange that, marker? He uh, the orange marker is Bane. Yeah. Meaning disadvantage at certain saving throws? Minus four on attacks and saving throws. You can't use Oh, okay. Your, so it doesn't move. have anything to do with me. Can't move your hunter's mark unless your current target's dead. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, then, never Who mind. Was the current target. Oh, the current target was the wolf. Yeah, this guy. Okay. All right. Well, then, I'm not going to change my mark, and then I'm going to shoot this motherfucker. Thank you, mask. Thank you, mask. Are you shooting with your I, other? So, so, um, Edric's going to stow, like, just wrap around his back the uh, rifle, and he's going to just. Pull out a six shooter and fire. Oh man, I don't want to interrupt you, but this wasn't the fucking perfect time for the fucking old uh, bayonet combo. But yeah, I mean, sure, it could have been. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, sorry. Thank you. If you allow it. Can we see this fucking thing in action? I'll let the 19 so, stand as well. Okay, so um, Edric is going to. Let me just make sure that that. I can actually move that amount of space. Uh, I, oh, it looks like that. Yes, I can. Right I can just. Um, yes. So, Edric is going to. This is fucking juicy. So, he's going to. Uh, uh, no, he's not going to stow his rifle. So, oh. he's going to see the dire wolf, and he's going to know that he has to spend an, uh, an amount of time, like, reloading, and he's going to sit there and think for a sec and then he's gonna just charge full on uh, let me into see war. The, oh, he's gonna just scream he's gonna go Rah! and he's gonna fucking stab the dire wolf in the ribs oh and I just hit the wrong button anticlimactic um, <laughs> no Andre you're almost shocked by this, this yeah, yeah he's roar. gonna scream and uh, he's going to With yeah. a 24, he's going to stab yeah. that motherfucker straight in the rib cage yeah, the with uh, 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 a knife at the end. It's almost like a spear. He's going to jab it right into his ribs for... Now, does the hunter's... Yeah, of course the hunter's mark counts for this. Fuck yeah. That's... Holy fuck. That did 10 piercing damage? 10 piercing... Because it's a short sword. Oh my god, I gotta reread the Plus fucking... Plus five, so it's oh, 15. No way. Tell, me, tell me how you do it! <laughs> <laughs> no way, and you get the bonus action shot with the 19. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. No, my full action shot with the 19. That's huge. Yeah, okay, that's crazy. Oh, that's okay, huge. so he, he runs up. He sees that everybody's just, like, fucking in the heat of it. And then Edric, uh sticks the thing as it kind of rears up to attack uh, Andre again yeah. he, he, he buries the bayonet 
into the rib cage of this direwolf and just like fucking lunges right into it. So getting it up on full, full right to the, the hilt of the, the bayonet and then just drops it to the ground as it, I assume, is dead. Yeah. And then turns and this guy, he, he, <laughs> he throws it all in one action because he's just a fucking, he just, he's experienced in this. And, uh, uh, the 19 that you allowed me. Yeah, who are you shooting at? Uh, this, uh, goblin. goblin. Yep. So he, he kind of spins around, unholsters, uh, another firearm and does 10 damage to that goblin another another 10 damage that goblin is also dead uh, uh. Oh, that was a jerk, a jerk when he wakes up he just fucking takes takes pieces off the board we fucking we laid that out really well jer that was a fucking. Yeah, that was a thank well, you for the reminder. I totally forgot that that was even. Yeah, a thing. That, that looked that looked really fucking cool, man. Thank you. With the rebel yell and everything, yeah. So, Andre, you just see this this giant wolf with his winter coat and mange fur. You can smell its breath plunged on top of you, and you can hear its dying grasp. Got another bear. Corey. So, oh, sorry, this this almost metallic sword with this wooden hilt, it's hard to even see what it is as he thrusts it up and through the ribcage of this beast as it as it gurgles and breathes its last breath on you, falling to the ground. Uh, the goblin kind of collapses off of it to the side, and as it does, you just hear this unbelievably loud bang shoot off right next to your ear. As you see this other goblin riding, uh, riding this other direwolf, he just gets shot back and flung. Krug, you almost duck out of the way as he flies off of this direwolf and lands just behind you and, and slightly to your left. Holy fuck. And uh, are you out of movement now, Edric? Uh, yes. So we've that got was... on, on. Yeah, that was 30. Krug. Sweet. Edric, how like how her, um, how do you pronounce your race? Herringon? How mm-hmm. Herringon do you look right now? Like are you still uh, I, I, I I'd like to think that I'm still fully covered. I'm being discreet. Although okay, so it's not not something her. that I try to maintain. So if if I'm just in like my flow state or whatever, um, I'm not thinking about it. Okay. You're put, you're pretty despite not being under any disguise per se, mm-hmm. you are still wrapped up quite heavily in in winter clothing. It'd be hard outside of you yelling into Dwarven Andre, it would be hard to discern what any of you actually look like. Okay. The kobold's got a tail. The dwarf looks like he's got staunchy almost wooden framework as he trudges through the snow. Um Edric when he moves and runs, he, he's almost got a, a hop in his step. Yeah, um, yeah, a little, little all, bit more grace. Yeah, for sure. You guys are all quite covered. Cool. All right. So this goblin is on top, like, within my melee? He's fallen off 
Uh, you could walk around the dire wolf a few feet, like a five foot step to get to him as he's fallen off. Uh, or, uh, you know what? He's actually prone. So he's he's falling yeah, off the dire wolf and he's prone. Fucking drop Mace Windu onto him. <laughs> <laughs> so what's that? That's advantage right there. It's advantage. Oh, but I don't even need it. <laughs> oh, no, another crit? What the hell? Uh, critting on goblins is like fucking shit into the wind. Yeah. Fuck, <laughs> Mace Windu's on fire. So that's a grand total of 12. It's one yeah, he plus is. two. But yeah, Mace Windu puts a bludgeoning hole as he's, he's kind of back on the ground. You can see, like, his, his last words are just like, it suck, it suck, as he holds up his hand towards you. Um, Thank Dick uh, he's more he's more saying dwarf dwarf no please dwarf no please uh as you swing on to him uh just kind of diminishing his as his face plunges into the snow you kind of get this from the snow puff up as uh yeah mace windu finishes him off um andre looks up immediately and steps over the body another five feet so that's a grand total of ten feet so far he's going to ready himself again because he did see those fucking bear things or whatever he saw um he's gonna yeah just step right on top not go too far hold ground hold his shield up action um, how's, uh, Soren looking right now? Very beat up. He looks like shit? Okay. Yeah. Um. Oh, he's still pretty. Pull me, pull me an investigation, Chipon. Would be... Can I do it just by perception? Or... No. Oh. No. It, it's not a... You're, you're, you're now... As you've kind of turned and look at Soren, perceiving something's one thing, but you're looking... You know, deep into him, you're investigating to see if he's okay. He is visibly bloody. Uh, yeah, he looks vis—he looks visibly injured. Uh, you can see blood kind of leaking out of several wounds in his knee, um, in his in his shoulder. Um, he looks bloodied. You can see like deep red stains on his winter clothing. Okay. Um, then I would like to cast uh, healing word on Soren, please. Excellent. Be... Thank you for thank you for playing that RP and night meta. That was well done. Got it. Ah man, I really like rolling on D and D Beyond. I'm hot right now. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. If, if any of you are dead, that would be doubling. So it's all good. <laughs> oh wait, that was D four. That's fucking amazing. D four. Yeah, four. But you know. That's fucking right. healing word, man. What do you want? That's four points. Let's go. Bonus action heal, so. um, One eighth yeah. of his total health. Uh, and Andre, he's going to kind of settle in, plant his feet again, and look straight at this, um, this direwolf. And he's, he's yeah. going to say, bring it on, come on. And he's going to ready his mace. Yeah, shields up, mace is ready, and uh, Krug, you got the drop on him. Krug slides into position after uh, to kill his momentum, drops his sword to the one side, and then 
drags it into the top corner right through the dire wolf, hopefully hitting. Oh, uh, oh, I was gonna. Can I? Yeah, <laughs> uh, do you want to use your uh... Uh, fighting spirit? Is what I want yeah. to do. Yeah, you can oh, roll right. advantage. On, yeah, you get advantage on that plus five temporary hit points. Word, word, word. Um, For, which, I don't know what, why that. Like, came are up. you letting out a draconic cry? No, as well? no, no. The fighting okay. spirit. It was the wrong thing up. No, that's okay. Okay, uh, I'm gonna re-roll. Yeah, you have to re-roll once on that thirteen, which would have missed. Oh, oh, that's uh, that's a nat one for the for the next one. Shoot. That's okay. Let me double check this. I do gain five temporary HP. You do get the five temporary HP, but yeah, you do miss this direwolf. Oof. Oof. Oh, oh, miss. No. I feel like Krug's. All of Krug's actions are so poetic. You really spell them out really well. Yeah, you. You, as this kind of goblin flies, flies beside you, you take a swing. And you, you just misjudge it with the snow and the whiteness as he's kind of bounding forward, uh, and you just miss to the left of him. Um, and uh, are you going to make a movement? I am. Yeah, just just circling the dire wolf a little bit here. Yeah. Just circling the dire. And uh, yeah, <laughs> circling him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, we're going to Gary, Greg. I should be Gary because it's a way better name. But go ahead, Greg. What's Greg like doing? Greg. Uh, Greg is just going to fly in the middle of us. He'll be right, yeah, right there, and then he'll end his turn. Yeah. Um. So everything kind of happens very much at once here. Uh, the dire wolf. Just seeing the carnage and death on the battlefield, uh, again, being a primitive animal, um, it's still flight or fight. Uh, he gives up his fight and he starts to bound away. Uh, Krug, that will open you up for the yield opportunity attack. Oh, Krug happily swings. Absolutely. <laughs> so Krug slid in, he's swung his sword, he's overshot it. The tire will jumps away before he can drop his sword back into it. This, yeah. And as you miss, you turn as you swing and you see these gigantic white bears. Um, and as these you all kind of look bears? up and you hear the, this roar of these bears, uh, you, can, you can make out this sled. Again, the sled is not attached because it's part of the map, so forgive me. But you can kind of see this this whole sled start to turn um, as you see this small, you know, gobloid figure on the back. I ina 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 as it's, it's yelling at these bears as the bears begin to to veer. And as they oh, that's the other sled. Sorry, yeah. I misunderstood. Okay. Yeah, that was the other sled that you saw as it kind of veers in and... <laughs> and as it does, these these bears come sweeping by you. And as they sweep by you, they kind of spread out across this rock. 
and the sled shatters into this rock and you see the small humanoid figure kind of go flying as the bears begin to to run off leaving the sled and this figure kind of tumbled into the snow and Might have a lost you, Corey. Yeah. Oh, dude, can you hear me or no? Yeah. Can you now? Sorry, guys. Fuck, I gotta hold it like right next to my mouth here. But as the bears kind of uh, make their way uh, away, uh, you know, this figure is kind of rolled into the snow as this this sled is just uh, fucking. Oh. Mm, I don't know how to draw at the moment, but it's smashed around this rock that you can see near uh, this this goblin. Okay. Uh, DM, quick kind of question. I mean, I know these are just goblins behind bears, but ostensibly bears may be a somewhat common steed up here in the north. How domestic do these bears look? Fucking not in the least. <laughs> they look very... As you saw them bearing down on you, and you could see, again, I mean, being a worldly... human being, being a worldly creature as you are, uh, you could tell immediately that these things were, like, poorly rained, um, very, very aggressive... And and none too pleased to be held to any sort of any sort of anything as they you know kind of plunge their master quote unquote uh, into a rock. Okay, okay, gotcha. Thank you. Just a quick question: uh, what 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 are where are we at for uh, initiative? Uh, we are back to the top with Sorn, followed by Edric. Okay. Uh, is this guy prone over here? Prone. Okay. Um. And you see the bears are starting to, like, tail off into the tundra. Not to say you couldn't give chase, but they they look to be leaving the scene. Uh, the sled is smashed. Um, you know, the, the bulk of it is still together, but it's it's in pieces. Okay. Okay. Uh, Andre is going to yell, How do we tow the wagon? The sleigh? Kind of pointing back at this sleigh full of iron ore. Uh, Andre will be a history check. Okay. Um, can. Uh, it's out of turn, but can uh, Edric do some kind of animal handling check to try to. <laughs> No, it, I, it's too much out of out of turn. I was just gonna say if, if Andre, or sorry, Andre, if Edric could um, try to coerce the the bears back. If Andre could. No, if if Edric could, I said Andre. But uh, I Edric. Hold on. But it's out of turn, so fine. But. Yeah, sorry, Soren. I was just. Trying to say that uh, to cue anyone who wanted to. Act. You would, and yeah, no, no. I, I see your role. Um, yeah, at this point, you're not sure exactly the weight of of this sled. Uh, outside of knowing, 
preacher and ogre was, was pushing it. Um, Edric, the the problem is is at this point you would have to. I would let you dash up to the creatures. You'd have to use your dash to get close enough to them. Otherwise, you'd have to make it a disadvantage to just use sound. Okay, so I'm just going to hold... Uh, yeah, I'm going to wait for my turn because yeah. it's Soren's turn right now, and then yeah. I, will, I will do that. So you've kind of got that held in your pocket. Soren, you're up. Um, okay, in an attempt to get some health back in me, I will use bonus action to put Hexblade's Curse on the prone creature. Mm-hmm. And then I will Eldritch Blast it, and since it's prone, I get advantage, right? Uh, yes, it is prone. It, it's range, though. It's range. But range, so range, you would get is... disadvantage, wouldn't you? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Advantage for melee. Uh, I will disadvantage roll then and see what happens. A nine to hit. Uh, yeah, as you kind of send this torch at it, uh, you notice it just lands short and kind of scorches the the ground as as this this goblinoid figure starts to like it, it visibly is trying to kick its feet away from this this burning scorch that's steering the snow. Um, and then I will just run up to it. Yeah. And end my turn. Ooh, I see another wolf over here. Oh, that's the one running away. He's running away. And as you as you run up to him, you can kind of hear this. This simply here's the bite. Here's the bite. Here's the bite. No, no, no fight. No fight. As he's as he's pushing away from you, almost shuffling his feet through the snow like a child trying to get away from a parent with his with his hand up towards you, you know, saying, no, no, please, please, I, I help, I help. And uh, with that, uh, Edric, it's your turn. Okay, so Edric is going to 30 feet, oh, fuck's sakes, uh, 30 feet, so he's going to wrap, he's going to say to Sorn and anybody who's listening, um, uh, the goblin... I bet he can help us. I bet he can help us. Sorry, I'm trying to get my accent. I, I bet he can help us. And then uh, as he continues on, he's going to try to calm the grizzlies because they had harnesses and everything. Yeah. Uh, using, utilizing, is there anything you're utilizing to help with this check? I wish. Um... Can I scream to the goblin to say, uh, "Help us calm your beasts"? No. Yeah. No, you've already you've already dashed over there. You're running at these things that are kind of running away. You've you've got this last, you know, kind of hail mary chance. Um. Uh, that being said, we'll let you roll a history check. Is that a free action? Because I would rather use my my. No, no, the history to... check is free. Okay. That's just that's just in your brain while you're running. You're conjuring thoughts of what you know. Um, you know you do know you do know tundra beasts. You you, you can see by what you're looking you at. Got a twelve. Don't, I don't know if you saw that. That you don't even have. I do. You don't even have like enough time to like 
pull out food or, or anything while you're running at it. So you've 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 kind of just got this last <laughs> hail mary chance to make a sound. So you have to do an animal check with disadvantage. Disadvantage. Fuck me. Okay. So always a hail mary. You always got that eleven. Was, that was fucking. That was pretty acceptable. Um, yeah, you kind of, you kind of yell what you believe to be a word of command from from things that you know about tundra beasts. Um, and you see these bears kind of just—they they don't even turn back. They just start to carry on. And not not to say they're not chaseable, but they're they're moving away from you. Yeah, got it. And are we moving? Are we moving on? Uh, bonus action. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm good. I'm done. Andre, you're up. Andre's gonna briskly briskly stroll up to this guy. Like the, the, the briskly brisk. stroll. <laughs> he does. He does. He fucking roll. He rolls over uh, through the snow quite confidently, like a, a dwarf would transverse kind of any terrain. Yeah. Um. He's gonna walk up to this goblin and. And he recognizes right away just by the way that you have you've walked towards him. As you can hear him, you know, scream out what you've heard before. Uh, Isa, Isa! As he kind of sees, like, dwarf. He's like, no, please. Isobai, Isobai, help. Isobai will help you. Um, and Andre in response is going to say, we'll see. And he's going to unarmed attack him. He's going to just, like, boot him across the face. Yeah. Get in there. As he does that, come on, baby. What the fuck? This, it's another crit. Hell yeah. I was going to say, so, (laughs) I I do want to make it known that, like, before I roll damage, Non-lethal. You don't don't have to roll damage. Yeah, don't kill the guy. Um, There's no damage. It's only a max... I'm, it doesn't matter. There's unarmed strike. There's unarmed strike as well. You wouldn't have killed them. But again, like as the bears kind of start to move away, you're you're effectively out of you're effectively out of combat at this point. Totally. So my thing I with will, being out of combat is like this isn't about killing someone. Like it's like fighting. You know what I mean? Shit always happens. Like you hit a guy too hard. You kick a guy too hard. Like perhaps you just did. But as you come down with your solid boot, uh. You just see him fall back and lie limp in the snow, unconscious. Really? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> He's alive. He's not fucking dead. You knocked him out for a fucking Oh, second. I had a plan for him. Ah, oh, fuck. Oh, I'm sorry. You critted. Oh, no, okay. Don't be sorry. Don't that's be sorry. Just, that's totally okay. Never um, apologize. Never. Uh, Andre's going to say exactly that. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> And then, uh, no, uh, you're you're right. You're right with that. Uh, force force critical checks. 
Oh, in D&D Beyond, there's an option for force criticals, which gives you a critical every roll. <laughs> make sure oh. you don't have that checked. Where, oh. Where's that? Um, if you have, <laughs> if you have the little, other stuff, but um, you can. I get to it from the top of my browser where my extensions are. Oh yeah, if you go into the extensions, there's a whole bunch of options. I had to use that to get in a whisper mode. There's ex- top of the browsers, like like where all this social little stuff jig- is. There's a or- little jigsaw puzzle right next to your star in your browser. I'm on Chrome. Yeah, yeah. So right next to the URL entry. Yeah. To the to the right of the bookmark star. Okay. You yeah. should have a little puzzle icon. Okay. Beyond and you 20. can. I would pin it, and then you click the pin, and you'll see there's like force criticals, and you can, if you have like great weapon master, etc., you can trigger it on your stuff. Sweet. I'll just uh, I uh, force critical is not switched on, and use D and D Beyond's digital dice is switched on. <laughs> you guys be fucking crazy lucky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for real. Holy. It's probably all gonna change next session or this session. <laughs> They're gonna crit uh, us. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's that's Andre's full movement, and he knocked out the goblin unintentionally. And he's yeah, Andre's gonna be like, "Fuck, fuck!" And uh, he's just he can't really move any further. He's gonna watch those bears continue to rumble away. And that's my turn. Um, we we will finish with Krug's outside. Sorry, can you hear me? Yeah. Sorry, we'll we'll carry on with Krug's outside of initiative. Krug's turn outside of initiative? Is that what you said? Yeah, like, fuck, I don't know what the... Is it, is it the sound of the fucking snow and stuff, or is it just my voice? It, it sounds like you're cutting out, but I can definitely turn down the snow. Oh, I have it turned way down, so that shouldn't be stopping you. I don't know enough to fool around with it at this point, but Krug, you're up. All right, so Krug basically, you know, he's making his move over to the, uh, the humanoid goblin there that flew out of the cart. I, uh, I'm assuming I witnessed the punch. Yeah, you see Andre just kick down on him as he's kind of, you know, yeah, passed out. Steps into him, boot to the face. Oh, hey, Andre. That's borderline hate crime. He said no fight, but I mean, I get it. <laughs> I was going to get him to retrieve his beasts, but he passed out the I like that idea, yeah. Some intimidation tactics. I like it. And uh, Krug will bloodily lean up against the cart and uh, start to just, you know, chill out. And that's going to be all he does. Uh, next to the, like, the, the smash cart by the rock kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, whatever he can lean up against. Because he doesn't want to, you know, he's, he's pretty toast. So you're kind of just chilling next to this uh, next to this rock here. Roll me an investigation check. Oh, big money, big money. Nope. No, that's a four. Yeah, you kind of just post up next to this rock, and you're just kind of like, fucking, you know, taking in the scenes that happen. And at that point, we'll open up outside of initiative. 
so it's just free free for all. So uh, we don't... as the bears are moving further and further away from. Them. Okay, so I would I, I mean Edric would like because he he sees the values in the bear. Yeah, the bears. Um, I I would like to make another animal handling check to try uh, yeah. to like coerce them to calm down and come back. Yeah, at this point they're like they're heading away from you quite vigorously. I will give you one last animal handling check with disadvantage, yelling into the wind. Fuck. A word of a word of command. Thirteen. Yeah, like even even then, again, it's just it's just lost as these bears are plummeting away. And I'm not I'm not being a douchebag DM. If it no, was no, 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 don't justify. You, Please don't justify. But yeah, they just they're they're fucking they're heading off into the tundra. They're free of what little mastery they have. Yeah, yeah. But you oh. can't figure out is how the fuck they were controlled in the first. Place. Yeah. Can. Can I use Minor Illusion to make a fresh deer corpse right here? <laughs> yeah, you you can make you can make the fresh the fresh no. You can do it. The problem is is that sense. Oh, does Minor Illusion have smell? No, it does not. I think it's, there's another one there. Prestidigitation or you something like that. Prestidigitation with it. Thank you. That's very good. Thanks, boys. Uh, and and just man, you will not have time to like lay that and then get a smell down right okay. away. Uh, although the smell to begin with would have probably been a good idea. Yeah, I don't think I can do a, a sound or an image, so there's no smell for. Yeah, like as you put it down, they they simply just don't. This deer is there. As they're moving, you know, away from their cap door. At this point. Pretty sure those bears are gone. Edric uh, starts fucking meandering back. And Andre's gonna pick up this, this goblin and drag him, uh, start heading back towards the iron ore bars. So the dwarfs, did they give us a count or a weight? Uh, they give you a count of 300 uh, iron ore. And uh, I will have the weight for you soon. Oh, I was going to cast Mage Hand and have him pick him up until he couldn't anymore. Pick up who, sorry? So I'll cast Mage Hand and it will pick up one bar, attempt to pick up one bar. It can only hold up to 10 pounds. And ten pounds. Okay, he'll attempt to pick up two bars. Uh, you will not be able to pick up two bars. Uh, so by the, guess it to be about two hundred and forty pounds. Okay, the whole thing. No. Uh, yeah, you can do some basic math. I mean, they're stacked in dwarven fashion, very neatly, very tidily, in. Uh, fuck man, fifteen by fifteen. I whatever um, denominations they need to be. And okay. while the team figures out how we're going to get that back to town, I'm going to start ritually casting detect magic. So for the next ten minutes, I'll just be drawing. Okay. Um, 
Is Edric's you? gonna go up to. Sorry. That's okay. Interrupting. Um, uh, as you light up detect magic, though, you do notice something towards the crash. Bug is short resting in that ten minutes. <laughs> for an hour, yeah. So you're just gonna—he's trying to fit it in. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Edric's gonna cast cure wounds on Krug. He's gonna check okay. out his buddy, and uh, he's gonna cast cure wounds. There you go. Nice. Oh, sweet nine. And then I'd like to check out this. Uh, in gamer mode, I'd like to check out this uh, smashed wagon to see what they were hauling. Uh, yeah, so like you're you're gonna start to look at this wagon and see what was destroyed as Sorn cast detect magic, which is what thirty feet. Yes, yeah. but it takes me ten minutes as a ritual. <laughs> oh, so you're you're starting to kind of ritually cast this as Edric. You kind of float in there and start checking shit out. Uh, Edric, you can roll the investigation. <laughs> I wish I would stop asking for investigation. I know, I know. Go. I'm a big investigation fan. 18. Okay, hold on one second here. Just... Oh. Uh, story. You, uh... Storm, you can only lift one bar for your 10 pounds. Yeah. So it's 300 pounds. Um, that being said, you can push more than you think you can. Um, again, like, and as, as you kind of saw, you only had those, you know, the one ogre pushing that sled. The four goblins appeared to be doing no work at all. Um, the sled itself weighing about 100 pounds. Uh, just with its iron, you know, it, it's built of iron and wood. Again, it's it's dwarven craft, so it's it's quite good. Uh, keep in mind that that you know two dwarves were delivering that load by themselves. Um, so for you, for the four of you to push that back is not inconceivable. Uh, you would be looking at double the amount of time it took you to travel but it, it's in the realm of possible to move this sled you're you're you're, out, you're on snow it's like pushing a car the car weighs a thousand pounds but you can push it it's got wheels um edric your investigation check yeah you're johnny on the spot you start kind of you know plowing through this destruction and it's it's not just about the destruction it's where things have landed and kind of exactly but immediately, Edric, I will get you to roll me a D6. Uh, I'm going to give you... You want odds or evens? Uh, odds. Odds are in your favor. <laughs> All right. Four. So unfortunately, um, you kind of... As you look through this, you, you find two bottles. Uh, but, like, you know, like vials, right? Large vials. Um, they look to be containing a liquid, but they've smashed as they fell out of this rock. And there's just kind of this uh, green, like almost a limey green ooze that's leaked out of them that's now stained into the snow. Sure. 
Okay, so I, I'll, I'll just disregard that. Make sure Krug's good to go and uh, start heading back to the party. Uh, yeah, yeah, you do also find a pouch. Oh, um, shit. It's kind of fallen off of... Uh, you wouldn't know this, but it's, it's just in the wreckage. Uh, you find a pouch, you kind of look into it. Um, it. It's quite meager, man. There's there's only about 40 silver pieces in it. Sure. I'll take that. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, after you kind of search the wreckage, that's about all that you find. Um, Soren, as the as the tech magic kicks in, uh, you do see this glowing coming from the wreckage. And, you know, if you choose to go and investigate, uh, you kind of see this glowing presence coming from this ooze that's leaked onto, you know, into the snow. Okay, so the green ooze is leaking? Yeah. The, the, the green the, ooze is glowing? The, the green ooze is glowing. Are we looking for time as far as, like, time of day right now? Yeah, so at, at this point, uh, at this point, you're about four o'clock. Um, you, you know this very well because as as darkness starts to descend, you can feel it, but at the same time, uh, you look up uh, very coincidentally as this you know, encounter this battle ends that you've just engaged in. Um, and you see, not only see, but you can hear this wind shoot through these two kind of rocky areas as this wind shoots through and you hear this again, it's nearly this scream on the wind. Um, it, it, it's palpable. You can feel it in, in your bones. You can hear it. It's something different than just wind. And as that happens, you see the sky begin to light up with this, you know, blue and green, very cosmic, very celestial coloring that shines down and starts to reflect off the snow, even as the sky above it darkens. Um, it's almost comforting, uh, horrifying, because you know what it signifies, but but it's almost comforting. So you're around that four o'clock in the evening. Okay. Uh, and you've gauged yourself, especially with you, Edric, you've gauged yourself at about, you know, six hours of travel. That was without the sled. Uh, back, yeah, so, back to Bridge Champ. So I imagine Edric is going to suggest that maybe we we set up a small camp and just kind of hunker down till we've got more daylight to kind of travel especially because we're going to be half pace i imagine so um yeah we start bright and early drug perks up at the idea yeah i uh, i totally agree use a warm fire and some shelter from the cold and then and then uh edric reassures everybody that he'll be able to find food for dinner and all that uh yeah surprisingly edric you find this to be a very acceptable spot given the kind of this natural barrier from the wind that the the rocks are creating 
Um, you find it actually with, with a lot of the dead trees that are around you. Um, you kind of demise quite quickly with your ability in this terrain that, that you could make a fire and you could actually stay and keep quite concealed, especially now that the weather's slightly abated. Uh, it's cold, but it's not blistering, you know, snowfall. For sure. So, um, yeah, just in this area, um, Hedrick will start coming up with a camp campfire. Okay. Uh, Soren, could you do me a favor and just roll me a history check, please? Uh, yeah, Soren, you're, you're a bit <coughs> perplexed when you see the this kind of oozing potion. You see it glowing. Uh, you're not 100% sure what it was. It looks to be a potion of some kind. Um... You could demise just through, you know, basic common sense that this was probably a, a, an elixir of some kind that they were using to keep the beasts under their control. I'd, uh, I'd like to jump jump in with a couple of things. Of course. Uh, Andre... So he's storming back with this goblin, and he's going to quickly loot whatever this goblin's got that that he can find. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, I mean, you, they all, you know, immediately you find a coin purse on this goblin. Uh, they're quite, they're quite well, uh, you know, fucking wrapped up. Not as well as you guys are, but they do look like they're handling. They handle the cold. A little bit better. And sorry, are you searching the knocked out dwarf? Uh, yeah, the knocked out goblin that I've got kind of by the scruff. I dragged him back to this. Ah, this sweet. Here. Yeah, so you search him. This guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You don't find a pouch on him. Okay. Uh, but inside his vestment, inside his vest, in a pocket, you actually pull out a map. As you unroll it, it's very rudimentary. Very rudimentary. But good. you do make out Kelvin's cairn, and you do make out a map leading to the south, the southeast, towards where they were headed. What you gathered by this map, and it leads to, uh, uh, and you see it marked again, goblin, large red X. Karkalok. Cool. Um, Sorry, I cut you off there, Corey. No, that's okay. That will be... You know, it's a good enough map that that will be unlocked on your Icewind Dale map when we get back there. Cool. Um, so, Andre, once he's kind of found that map... Uh, he's literally just gonna chuck it, the goblin into the wagon. And like, sorry, ju just to further that, I'm sorry to interrupt you, right, just to get worries. this out there. But it also has, like, you can see human town, what you can kind of gauge to be Bryn Chander. It doesn't say the name Bryn Chander, you just kind of see human town roughly etched into it. Um, basically, you can, you can kind of judge distances. From Kelvin's Cairn to Human Town to Crumble. 
you could you could gauge a, a, a weak distance of how far maybe how close it is. Okay, cool. Sorry. Carry on. Okay. Um so once he does that, uh, he's literally gonna toss the goblin into that wagon, the unconscious yep. goblin, uh, pretty unceremoniously, and um, calls out to Edric and hands hands the map in his direction. He says, for you, boy, save your coppers for me. And he's gonna hand hand that map off to Edric and actually start walking towards the other cor- corpses. Not to loot, but he pulls out two copper coins as he pulls up actually to this dire wolf first and starts casting ritually gentle repose. Places the copper on the eyes of this dead direwolf, and then takes a pinch of salt from one of his one of his pouches, and he starts praying quietly, kneeled, knelt beside this. And uh, throughout the evening, he will ritually do this to all the goblins, the ogre, and the direwolf, ten minutes at a time. Are you going through pockets as this happens, or no? Nope. No. Um. I just kind of called out to the crew if they find coppers, I will take them. Right. Yeah, as you, as you guys go, you know, ceremoniously or unceremoniously around, kind of start pulling pouches. That's a pretty meager distinction. Like 50 pieces. We're losing you there, Corey. So, uh, you collect about 59 copper pieces total off of these goblins. Uh, the ogre didn't have anything other than kind of a giant club um, and this yeti fur that is you know, pretty mangy and pretty decrepit. There's there's not a lot of usefulness here, uh, but you've got a shit ton of uh, some broken vials that can out. And, um, and yeah, a map to some unknown place called Crocolock. Okay, so um, Edric is going to... Yeah, so he's going to take the map for sure. He's going to also just, like, survey for uh, food being... He understands the the climate and vegetation of the area, so he's going to come back with, like, a bunch of root vegetables and stuff like that, and he's going to start Did we lose everybody on Discord, Jer? I don't think so. Yeah? Oh, Kirk's here. Oh, yeah, everybody's there. Eh? Fuck, they all disappeared. Oh, there it is. Okay, sorry. Carry on. Yes, root vegetables. Anyway, he's just, he's just, it's a, it's a hearty vegetable-based meal. He's going to get a, uh, the fire going, and it's going to be very, uh, very, I don't know, rustic or whatever. Are you going for any game? No, 100%. You manage to wrestle some stuff up. You make you make a hearty, hearty stew. You get a fire going. Um, again, it's very protected by this little sheltered alcove that you have. Uh, so you deem it to be very safe as far as attracting, you know, anything of of danger. And every time he comes back, he, he's fully covered, and uh, nobody can. I don't know, see what's going on. 
<laughs> yeah, fully fucking right. You're all fully covered. Um, that being said, Edric, you still feel unusual because you're not feeling the effects of the cold. Uh, yeah, you're no longer it. chilled at all. Sure. Uh, it's not that you find the fire to be disturbing the least. You simply just don't don't feel it. Um, so you guys kind of huddle around the fire for the night as you kind of make a a makeshift camp protected from the wind from this, this rocky alcove uh, that you managed to find in the middle of fucking nowhere. And uh, anybody have any any kind of... You've got Izikubai you still have to deal with who's now kind of just laying... I imagine know. he's fully tied up. Uh, yeah, okay, so we fully tied him up. Well, fully tied yeah, him up. Is he close enough to the fire? I was pretty unceremonious. Yeah, close to the like, fire. aggressively tossed him into the wagon, but whatever happens after that, totally down. Close to the yeah. fire. And what exactly does Gentle Repost do? Gentle Repost, uh, so he... Uh, I'll read you the spell, essentially, but... Um, I have a particular goal with my gentle rulers. Uh, and that's okay. You don't have to. You don't have to stay where your goal is if you don't want to. I was just yeah. Uh, you to touch a corpse or other remains for the duration. The target is protected from decay and can't become undead. Oh, that's super fucking smart. For ten days. So since we're talking days. about it, when he finishes up, um, I will ask him if he can teach that to me. If he agrees, I think we kind of have to figure that out. Like, I can write the spells into my book, and then they're available to me all the time for Pact of Tome and Book of Ancient Secrets. Oh, sweet. <laughs> nice. And this is Sorn? Yeah, yeah. I can basi basically, like, I can go and get scrolls for rituals and, and learn rituals and write them in my book, and then I always have them. Keeping in mind, and Sorn, I'm not sure if we touched on this last time, and I'm embarrassed to admit it, but... You both. Oh no. We both wear. We're both wearing Raven Queen stuff. Aren't yeah, we? yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you both. You you both recognize each other. Yeah. Yeah. We were on the boat together. We were Correct. on the boat. Yeah. And... The 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 fucking mythological boat. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll we'll see how that all turns out. I think we held a little bit of distance in the tavern of the, the whole drow dwarf thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, that was actually spelled out pretty so good. So, Andre will respond and say, uh, it can be taught in time. I can teach it. And, and that's probably at the point where he's putting the coins on, like, the last goblin or something. He nods says you fought well. Um, okay, so we've got creatures laid around. We've got Isabai kind of tied up. Um, still out, still alive, napping, whatever we want to call it. Uh, essentially, you've kidnapped him, tied him up. He's close enough to the fire that uh, he's not going to die through the night. Um, and then I assume we will set up a watch for the evening. 
Um, so I would like to just before, so we're, 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 I imagine the scenario we're all gathered together. Um, Edric would like to just kind of like start engaging everybody and say, okay, so we're, we have the cart. How are we going to get this back? Do we have a plan for... Are we just going to push it through the winter, or... What's the plan here? Well, it looks like we're pushing it since we scared off the bears. I'm literally, like, suggesting to uh, our goblin friend... What's his name? Uh, Izubai. Izubai. I'm going to say, how do we get this trailer back to where, where, you, want, where you want to go? We got to get to... Uh... He's kind of awakened. He's, he's, he's still knocked out a bit. We're going back to Brinshire. I... I... Brin... Brin what? As you kind of look at the map, Edric, and you see that, like, human town is written around where you would gauge Bryn Shander to be. The, the, the human town. Oh, no, no. We don't go to human town. We go to Crocolock. We go Crocolock. I give you warrior's you welcome. I'm saying that. I don't know what the fuck that means. A Crocolock. Home. Home. As he kind of holds on to his Goblin home? And then, and then I show him the map that uh, Andre showed me. Where, where on this map is your home? And he points to Crocolock, which I believe should be on your map now that you guys can see. Uh, for Icewindale, and he points down to it. Um, it is some, some distance. Holy fuck! You can't gauge yeah, it exactly, it's but it's way far. Holy shit! Yeah, it's way down there. Plus, it's chapter two. I don't know if we're there yet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what does it say? Chapter two? <laughs> there, yeah, there's <laughs> parentheses under it that says chapter two. Oh, what? You guys do not know anything about chapter one and or two. You chapter also started two? You also stat, you started at a higher level, so those the chapters don't yeah, mean as much. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm going to suggest... Uh, so the dwarves, just to get a frame of reference, the dwarves are at uh, Obalak? Uh, the dwarves are right in that dwarven valley there that's lit up on the map. Okay. So we're saying, uh, I'll start saying to him, no. Stop your line of thinking. You <laughs> you were... I, I, go, I go home to Crocolock? As he kind of... You're not going home. Uh... Just, just, just understand that. We're going to the Dwarven Valley, and I'm going to point to that. Oh! And you're going to help us get there. Oh! Well, then you get the giant beast and push cart like I did. Who you killed? Summon your. I'm going to say, ask him if he can summon his fucking bears. Oh, the, the bears. The bears. Uh, yes, 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 the yes. The bears. I, I can get you a potion. 
to give to bears if you find them, and they will help you. I use a potion, a uh, liquid uh, given to me by master. Who's your master? (sighs) Fuck. I do not have the name at the top of my head, but I will have it for you. He gives you the master's name. Why would you say the master's name and not know the master's name? No, sorry. He... he... (laughs) Fuck me, man. He says it, but doesn't know it this second, but I will get it to you in a minute as I flip through this book. Master. Yes, old master. He's a very good, very wise goblin. Uh, uh, he knows at, all. At he knows comment, all at Crocolock. You go to Crocolock. You speak to master. He, he knows all. Crocolock very safe. In mountains. No, these guys didn't seem very happy to see the dwarfs. Yeah, for real. No dwarf. Dwarf or evil, foul race. Um, Edric is going to look at Andre and say, This guy doesn't seem to be a very much use to us. No, no. I'm great use to you. Great use. I, I, I've traveled these lands. La- I- Isabai knows the land very, very well. Very well. He helped you. He helped you. Uh, Andre's gonna kind of sigh loudly. Put his hands on his hips. Think for a second. Uh, Edric Edric is gonna turn to Krug. Yeah? He's gonna say... What, uh, what should we do in this circumstance? This, this guy can't help us get to the Dwarven Valley. Why Why you want to go to dwarves? The nasty, nasty dwarves. <laughs> Look, Sounds they like fire like, I'm right here. Honestly, I'm getting really like my, 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 and, and this may not be relatable, but my kid is two and a half and will not stop fucking talking and I'm getting those vibes oh right yeah no. <laughs> no no we, we can finish this up so we'll leave it off with you guys are kind of betting down for the night interrogating this uh, and I will get you the master's name here uh, it will not happen soon fucking it is not marked in my book I think but- you said it earlier uh, no, you would not know the master's name, although he will definitely give that uh, to you for sure. Uh, and he kind of mentions the name of this this master goblin, apparently. Um, and you have that with you for sure. And with that, I think we will uh, we'll pause there. And uh, we'll kind of leave off with you guys interrogating this dwarf and kind of bedding down for the night. And uh, his name is Yarbnok. 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 Very, very, very knowledgeable. Why? Why go north when you can go south? And uh, with that, you kind of all have something to ponder for the night. Uh, keeping in mind as well uh, if this was not mentioned the iron ore 
was originally traveling from Bryn Shandon uh, to Valley. Um, Overlock and trucks were taking it to the Tewarden Valley. So it was originally from uh, Bryn Shandon. But it was on its way to the Dwarven Valley? It was on the way to the Dwarven Valley when uh, Obelok was killed and yeah. something but failed. He, he told us to take it to town, I thought, right? Oh, okay. Sort of. Yeah, he did say bring it back to town. I thought the dwarf said bring it to town. Perfect. Uh, yes. E even if that wasn't the case, that's the smart move because we can... Delivering black iron blocks. Yeah, the black the black iron blades. Yeah. Okay. Um, Andre will uh, volunteer for the first watch. Krug will do the second. He does mosey along, forward bedding down, picks up his hand axe, and him. Yeah, that a boy. Yeah, you collect you collect all your weapons. You you collect you collect all your things. You've you know, comfortably started to bed down for the night. Um, as you've kind of <laughs> tied up Isabai, and uh, and yeah, and Isabai is you know, oh, I take watch, I take watch, I take care of you. Hey, no problem. You untie me. We 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 look, we look. It's good. It's good. Edric uh, uh, gags him. Yeah, with some yeah. kind of fabric. Thank you. <laughs> As yeah, he's he's gagged, and you kind of bed down in this uh, seemingly safe spot. And uh, with that, we will we will finish the uh, the session. If and, I can uh, one last thing. Yeah, of course. Andre uh, goes to bed. He, I'd like to use uh, my eyes of the grave ability just as a comfort thing. Um, as an action, you know the location of any undead within 60 feet of you. It's only 60 feet. Uh, I think I can expect what the answer is, but... Yeah, there is no no undead in your, in, in your area, nor do you... Nor do you feel the the presence of of anything turning, nothing nothing undead at all, just the just the quiet calm of, of fresh graves and fresh death. Yeah. He does that by like burning a smudge stick and just kind of inhaling it and looking around. And then as soon as he's satisfied, he's going to bed down himself. For the next okay, time. so in in a similar vein, um Edric's going to just he's never really like just like going to sleep in front of everybody but uh he's going to uh cast primeval awareness so <laughs> within six miles he can sense any aberrations celestials dragons elementals fey Fiends or undead within one mile, sorry. Or is it up to six miles if you're in a favored terrain? So six miles. Oh, wow. You guys, you guys, you guys can't see my arrow on the map, can you? Yeah, we can. Yeah. Oh, you can. 
Six miles is not a short distance. Jesus Christ, six miles is big. Sorry, any? Can you repeat aberration? Oh, essentially, essentially, within any reasonable distance, is there any shitty stuff? <laughs> you see, Greg. <laughs> I see Greg. Well, hold, hold on, I've got to. Yeah, six miles is big. I just got to make sure where I'm going. Uh, no. No, no, you don't sense any of those things. Except for Greg. Except for Greg. And he feels shitty to me. And yourself. <laughs> no, nothing. No, you feel okay, good. Okay, can, can we can we do a little RP before yeah. we, we quit here? RP it up. So, Edric is gonna make sure everybody is batting down and I know we're 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 secure around the campfire, and uh, he's gonna go up to Andre and and he's gonna acknowledge the fact that Andre asked him, "What are you?" <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. So he's gonna uh, well that you are quite comfortable. Um, right. you're quite comfortable in this cold. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I would just put out there that that is not part of the whole thing. No. It's just, it's just acknowledging the fact that within that like thirty second span, that was one of the first things that was said to him. And uh, he's gonna just say. Uh, I don't know what you think you saw, but uh, I need you to know that I mean no harm. I'm just following the instructions of my queen, and uh, I'll, I'll I'll be an asset to whatever goes on here. And he's fully clothed. He's He's not like revealing anything, but uh, kind of wants you to know that he, he's just—he's not a weirdo. Thus, making him a weirdo. Thus, <laughs> making him a not, weirdo. Not weird. <laughs> Everyone's watching the Jeffrey Dahmer fucking show right now, so yeah. Now you seem creepy, but go ahead. Yeah. No. Well, it was—it was definitely the—the the wording was definitely like. What are you? Was uh, whether malevolous or not, um, definitely hit in a certain kind of tone. Yeah, Andre's gonna hold those words for a second. He's gonna say, "It's no worry, boy. It caught me by surprise, Solomon." I I have a queen too. You fought well. With honor. It. But you looked tired and then arose with more vigor than I have seen. What happened? 
my queen. She she motivated me in, in, in a term, in a, in a way of of thinking. Uh, she didn't really uh, give me a choice. Let's say. But here we are. Tell me, is your queen on this realm? Okay, DM, real quick. Yeah. Does Edric understand the difference between this realm and his? Yes. Realm? Yeah, you yeah. one hundred percent okay. understand the difference between realms. Then, no. She's not from this realm, and neither am I. If I'm going to be honest. And you hear him kind of adapting your 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 mannerisms a little bit and your accent. Mm-hmm. Audrey kind of like smiles and chuckles a little bit. <laughs> Says, <laughs> "I am from here, but my queen is not." Your queen is not. Interesting. She's deep below the earth. Where it is colder than here. And just to get a frame of reference. Is your queen from the material realm? Originally. But not anymore. Yeah. My friends, I must sleep, but we have much to talk about. Once we get back to, uh, uh, <laughs> Shander. Sorry, I had to look at <laughs> Yes. I do not look forward to pushing that, that <laughs> Good boys. Good yeah, game. Good. Yeah. That was a uh, good one. Good sesh, boys. Good fights. Same bad place. Uh, it, it'll be a gooder. All right. See you guys next week. All right. Hey, I'm stopping yeah. the recording. Oh. Oh, recording. All right. That's great. <laughs>